Yo, what's up everyone? This is Tony Compagna at Spellbound Effects and Art, listening to Murder Metal Mayhem. Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal Yeah, what's going on, Chris? What is going on, Pete? How's it going on this Tuesday evening? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it's kind of Monday-ish. It's a three-day it weekend. Is. Very weird <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah, it does feel like Monday with a three-day Memorial Day weekend. So, hope uh, look like you had the grill out. That uh, was a good both day. Both of them motherfuckers. Yeah, going you here. were going <laughs> dual grilling. Hell yeah, it was That's a good awesome. time. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, of course, uh, we had to record... Uh, that past Saturday, we did the uh, 100th and, and just crazy. We're doing all these episodes grouped together. And now we're going backwards to 98, kind of, since we already recorded the 100th. So it's definitely uh, confusing. It's a time traveling situation. It of. is, yeah. <laughs> it is like time traveling. So uh, we, uh, we had a good time, though, with the guys from the Black Crip podcast. I thought they were a lot of fun. Joey, did oh, you have a good time? Oh, it was awesome. I. Because I never got to meet those guys yet. Because right. I, I had to work for the horror con thing. Right. Um, so getting to meet them was really cool. They were nice guys. And it was yeah. nice that all three of them were able to make it. Yeah, for sure. Considering the current situation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's good to have you here uh, tonight with us. Uh, oh, I don't yeah. even know. I'm losing track eight or nine. It's eight. But, uh, eight in a row. We get a free one because one of them hasn't been aired yet. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, okay. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Buy seven, get the eighth free or right, something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah. Get an eighth for free. Get an eighth for free. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the other person here with us, my wife, Jenny, who has uh, volunteered to be on the show tonight. Yeah, I didn't even have yeah. to ask her. Well, life's been a little boring during the pandemic, so right. fuck yeah, dude. Why not? things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And, and we're going to be talking about uh, a cool topic that she knows a lot about as well as I do because we were there. So that should, be, uh, that should be fun here tonight. We'll get into that here in a minute. Now, we did two podcasts last week. We took last week off because the week before, you know, we did the Brutal Rewind last week. Uh, we had recorded Son of Sam and the 100th in the same week, so it's just been nuts. Kind of uh, exhausting and yeah. needed a break. Yeah, a lot going on. As a matter of fact, it's funny here. In a couple of weeks, they're going to get that bonus episode we did on uh, what we do to put the podcast together. And I think that'll help explain maybe to people listening like what actually is going on. Right. Doing something all week long. And no it's a what. it's an all week thing. I mean, it honestly is. So uh, we enjoy it, but it is a lot of work. So taking a little breather here and there isn't such a bad thing. And and we're still throwing the, the episodes at you, man. We're still doing brutal still getting rewind every week, no matter what. Yeah. So, so it's it, we're doing everything we can to keep it going every week. Um, but if you missed the brutal rewind, Henry Lee Lucas, it was a good one. A confession killer yeah. documentary. Yeah, yeah. kind of crazy with all his confessions. And Joey, I know, you know, we, you were there and talking about that, but just. Yeah, I mean, just stuff like it doesn't seem like it could be real that that many right. police officials were okay with just knowing saying, that that right. it was bullshit. You yeah, know? yeah it's pretty fucked up. Pretty tough. 
I mean, that's part of his whole uh, his whole thing, though. It's like he could tell you whatever he wants to tell you, and you're right. never going to really know the truth. And, right. You know, there's some aspects of truth one way and some lies the other. And yeah. It's as hard long to as find he got that. his damn milkshakes. Yep. Yeah. And his, and his Paul <laughs> Malls. His Paul Malls. And Jenny, we watched the docuseries, The Confessions Killer. Yeah, that we was, did. I mean, just outrageous. You know, Texas yeah. Rangers, too. I mean, yeah, it was pretty You're talking shocking. about a prestigious law for, you right, know, enforcement right. agency like them. That's pretty messed yeah. up, man. Because that guy, that sheriff was rotten. That was bad. All right. So, uh, so anyway, check that out. Um, we did a 30 minute, uh, Little nugget on that. Brutal Rewind number three brought to you by Shaker's Cigar Bar. Shaker's doing those Dahmer tours again, man. Yeah, see, they opened that up for the walkie yeah, tours. So, so that's go good up to yeah, Milwaukee, man. man. Hangmantours.com. You can do your social whatever up there. And you can go eat out on the patios. Yeah, yeah you can uh, buy cigars and shit. Yeah, I saw they booze, were like advertising yeah. for Father's Day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it's a good time. We're going to go up there here soon. We're just trying to figure when. Because uh, even if you days. go outside, you know, <laughs> I mean, even if you go outside, you know, yeah. it, it'd be nice, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, so tonight we have an interesting subject uh, that a lot of people probably don't know much about. I know I didn't know a damn thing about this town. I'd never even heard of it. <laughs> I didn't know until you started talking about when you were going to Arizona. So <laughs> Yeah, well, my parents live in Cottonwood, which is right next to this town. And my dad hates this place. And because of that, I was interested in what's, <laughs> what what's up with that place so up there. I didn't realize your dad hated it that much. Yeah, he just doesn't like wow. going there. He just thinks everybody's like a hippie and a freak, and he just doesn't want anything <laughs> oh, to do with it. Oh, I do remember him talking about the hippies. Because so, it's very eclectic and right, weird, right. you know. So, uh, so, yeah, it's kind of funny, you know, that he was so dead set against it. And then when you look at this place, it sits up on a hill with a big J, in the hill for Jerome, like that's like no shit. It's kind of cool, but it's like weird at the same time. And you take this winding, you know, road to get up to this place. I mean, it's you gotta want to go there. It I mean, takes forever. Yeah, it's and like the longest hairpin drive ever. fucking turns. I mean, it's gnar- no gnarly, and they do get a little bit, not much, but a little bit of snow up there. So I wouldn't even want to imagine going up there in bad weather. I mean, it's mm-hmm. treacherous. No shit. Treacherous and in, in the middle of the day on a nice day it's it's treacherous. So so anyway, yeah, it's it's dubbed the wickedest uh town in the West uh by the New York Sun newspaper back in the day, in the turn of the century. Uh and it's a lot of craziness, mining accidents, um, you know, copper, silver, gold. I mean, they mined all sorts of stuff there. Uh, plenty of wild paranormal stuff. You know, we were talking about it yeah. before the show. Yeah. You know, a lot of stories. I mean, books of stories. I've got some we're going to talk about, you know, really, really good stuff. And some of the, uh, you know, the sites. Jenny and I stayed at the Jerome Grand Hotel, which was amazing. You look at a picture of it online and it looks like the fucking hotel in The Shining. The Shining. I mean, it's yeah, creepy yeah. as fuck. <laughs> And it's old, and it's set up on this mountain at the top of the mountain with the J on it is this fucking hotel. You're pretty close to the top, you know. Looking at it like, oh, and what you're am looking I doing down. <laughs> you can get your room on whichever side of the uh, view you want. If you want the mountain side, you go on the back end, right? And you see what's left of the mountain, which is very steep, you know. So you don't see much. It's very woody, 
and then the other way you see the whole valley it's really cool so you could, we picked the valley view when we stayed so it was really nice um but a very nostalgic you know like going to shakers you know going to a place like that you know the rich history and we'll get into all that but a bit of the ghoulish stuff to satisfy anybody that digs that type of thing so it's, it's cool if I go there, I'm definitely going to bring a big J to smoke on the hill. Oh, there you go. There you go. Like, there's yeah. a big J in the mountains. Yes, there yes, is. There's three of them. <laughs> Joey's got <Johnny. laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, now we got CK ready to go on Wildman Street in Danbury. He's all fired up, ready to hit it on the metal segment to talk about. DRI. Yeah, that's going to be cool. That's going to be cool. They were in heavy core back in the day, and I dealt with uh, the guys, um, you know, and they were very, very cool and very agreeable. Oh, and yeah. they were, I think I did a, a, a email interview with, with one of them. I think it was Spike. I think is that his Spike name? Spike Cassidy. Yeah. Um, that's who I was dealing with. So I'm not that familiar with that. I know who they are, obviously, and I know what they sound like, but I, I admit I'm not a big hardcore guy. But uh, I am very interested to hear about bands when I don't know much about them. Because you know how we've talked to CK before oh, yeah. and how many listeners have commented and said, I started listening to this band because you CK were talking about. talking about it. I was like, all right, yeah, check so this Yeah, so I think out. it's like, cool yeah. to you know, hear about stuff maybe not as much in my wheelhouse. Uh, got a new Killer Cage match tonight thanks to Justin Morris, Stephanie Anderson, and Jordan Cumpian for the random numbers. Um we got uh, a good one tonight, Chris. Who do we have going at it tonight in the cage? Man? We got one of my favorites, big old hoss, Joe Matheny. <laughs> like now they're eating people. Right, right. The guy like, that inspired this show. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The guy that inspired He's like Hayward. our guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then fucking the old man, Fred West, minus his wife. Yeah, so just, just Fred. Him, just yeah. Fred West fighting in the cage match tonight. Yeah. Should be interesting. So brutal as always. Got a couple of good objects. So thanks again to the listeners. And uh, we'll do that, of course, in Mayhem. And CK says he's got an old high school story for us. Said it's pretty gross. And, you know, he brought up high school. Me and CK are a couple of years apart, but went to the same high school. And so um, he brought that up. And it's just funny. This story hit me as an old high school story and i thought you know what i don't think i've ever told the story before so i'm going to share that it's a good one it really okay. is no, it's good not. but it's, it's terrible it's downright <laughs> awful jen's like no it's, 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 i've heard it's it already awful. it's fucking it's horrible awful. <laughs> it is really bad so it is uh funny me and ck both going back to our bethel high school days so uh kind of funny same school, as a matter of fact, that Meg Ryan went to. So, you know, oh, isn't that cute? A little history there. <laughs> uh, huge thanks to our sponsor, SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com. Dude, what about Spike here in the table, Chris? I mean, Jesus. He's still freaking me out. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking sick, man. I mean, that's that's over the top. we got a lot of people liking that on oh, Facebook. Yeah. It's pretty nasty, dude. Yeah, so Tony Campagna just outdoes it. it. Ed Gein-inspired art. we got the lamp. We get, of course, our severed forearm with our name carved into it. So, very, very cool stuff. Thumb Tony drives. does amazing fucking work. Go yeah. check his shit out. Realistic yeah. stuff. So, go do it. SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com. Always link to it here in the Buy episode description. Buy some shit. Support indie artists. That's right. 
Uh, thanks to all you guys out there listening. We really appreciate it. We've got 4,730 listens, total listens last week. How about that, guys? That's yeah, pretty that's cool. Awesome. Pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a new record. Uh, we were at 4,500 was the record, so this broke it by 230 listens. And thank you to everybody that's checking it out. Um, that's really great. Because a lot of podcasts right now are seeing a sharp decline because people aren't at work. So that's so not listening, listening to them as much. Right. That makes yeah, sense. I mean, so I get it. I've been surprised, though. Our numbers have been holding steady. But this is like a jump. This is almost double the week before. That's, that's because, because all your listeners, listeners are don't essential, work. man. Oh. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> on a whole other plane, bro. <laughs> oh, you are. Yeah. This is normal. I'm just listening. Yeah, this is just my normal activity. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not judging anybody. I'm glad you're or, listening. Or whatever. Essential. Or you're essential as hell and fucking out there working. So we'll go with that. It's a cross Whatever essential two, is to you, yeah, right? Whatever it is. I, I'm on welfare right now, getting, getting that unemployment, you know? Right. But uh, I'm hoping that my store started to open up in other places, just we live in Illinois and we're like, obviously, right. going to be one of the last. But anyway. We were talking about it earlier, and I was fucking certifying for my unemployment. I was like, "Man, I may not be essential, but I'm fucking certified." <laughs> like, which one's better? Right, right. That's funny. So we got a lot of stuff on our plate tonight. Got a crazy mining town in Arizona with a lot of death in its past and some ghosts. Don't seem to want to go home, Chris. So well, who the hell would want to go home if you got a big J in the mountains? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds like we need to get our murder on shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Some flotsam and jetsam. Some desecrator from fucking Arizona, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Arizona, Arizona band. Canada. I'm like, wait, what? So I was like, wow, is there an Arizona, Canada? I didn't know about. Uh, that's funny. So, no, uh, Arizona band. I thought, hey, why not? We're doing Arizona as the topic. Uh, specifically, though, Jerome, Arizona. Definitely a pretty ominous place uh with kind of an unsuspecting name you know you wouldn't really think anything of that you know jerome whatever. jerome's yeah kind of an odd name for a town you know, yeah. i was thinking canada why because of voivod <laughs> oh. is from canada and jason newstead played with both of them oh, oh yeah, yeah so i okay. had my shit mixed up yeah, i was yeah. sitting there i was like what the fuck that's did I get legit that yeah. that's a legit tie <laughs> yeah and you know what's funny too is uh, i've got a cassette single promotional that they used to send it out to radio stations but it's a Flotsam and Jetsam and Voivod, like, single on each side. No shit. So oh, that's cool. ironic, too, you know. Yeah, that's pretty fucked weird. up, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that is. That is. We got Joey Gormonger here, of course. And yep. Jenny's still uh, surviving yeah, over still there. Around. Yeah. She's Hell over yeah. here. Um, so pick the Arizona band to do this feature. Uh, in 1903, the New York Sun dubbed... Jerome, the wickedest town in the West. Must be pretty fucking evil, man. And Chris, I remember when you first heard that, you're like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. You know? right? yeah, like, I like oh, that. dude, this, this is a really, really interesting place. Um, it is still a town. Uh, there's, you know, right around 400 uh, people there, depending on who you talk to. I know the locals are saying three, 350, 350. 
60-ish, but then the census from like 10 years ago said there was about 440 or so. So it it varies. Crazy um, how such a small population is a big tourist attraction. I know. That's mm-hmm. just it. It's You're talking about a few hundred people here, and this is you know very touristy uh, type joint. Uh, back in the day, it was a wild place where the copper miners needed somewhere to go spend their hard-earned money. And most of them did so in the bars and the brothels that yeah. were part of Jerome's sordid history. So Working man needs to relax. Pretty crazy stuff. <laughs> My parents live uh, in a nearby town, as I mentioned, and uh, Jenny and I were there visiting in February. And I had never stayed in Jerome. It's only a few miles from where my parents live. Um, But um, I I thought it would be cool because it was this haunted, supposedly this haunted place. And like I said in the intro, the place looks kind of like that hotel in The Shining. It's it's big and old and creepy-ish. And it sits up in a, you know, on a mountain, which is very ominous, um, but awesome at the same time. And so, uh, you know, we had to stay the night there. So I started checking it out, you know, online and uh, got in touch with the owner. And and he really hooked us up with a nice, you know, nice deal with a room um, and a nice tour the next day. Very, very cool. So, you know, we we uh, we had lunch at the Haunted Hamburger and and dinner at the Asylum. and, And that's the restaurant that's attached to the hotel. So we really spent time you know, in these places. And we'll get into a little bit more in depth with it. But, you know, it was a cool, you know, we stayed the, like, what was it, Jenny? Like a late afternoon into the evening, mm-hmm. stayed the night, and then got up the next morning. And did the tour. And did the and tour and then, then shopped and looked yeah. at some of the local local mm-hmm. fair. So we were there yeah. pretty close to 24 hours. Pretty close to 24 hours, not quite. 24 hours wasn't enough to go see. <laughs> I would have loved to have stayed another night. Though. Yeah, 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 it was cool. Uh, so, but in February, it's nice to go out there to Arizona, but this place would be a hot SOB in the in the middle of freaking July. Oh, I can only yeah. imagine, dude. Yeah, like it'd be brutal. Fucking Arizona, like right yeah. now, dude? Hell no. Yeah, it's, it's pretty friggin' hot. Um, but it's not Phoenix hot, though. It's hot, but it's not like that. Um, so yeah, so, so we got some good stuff to share and Chris, this definitely sounds like a good spot. I could see you retiring and opening up a little, you know, some Ch- little smoke shop or something. Bars and whorehouses, bro. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it definitely well, seems, aren't there anymore, Chris. <laughs> seems like, uh, yeah, it would definitely be your kind of place. So, uh, Jenny, this was definitely a crazy trip. We tripped the pick the perfect time to go. Yeah, we really did. <laughs> right before the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. So we were hearing little bits of it. We saw people yeah. on the planes mm-hmm. with the masks on, but that was at that time almost like weird. Like, why are mm-hmm. they, you know, like, wow, they really. And now, of course, we all wear them. It's just, it's, it's very odd. You know, yeah. it's very it's strange times. Futuristic. So. Uh, Jerome is right in the middle of Arizona, if you're looking at a map. It's about 100 miles north of Phoenix and about 45 miles uh, from Flagstaff to the north. So, like I said, dead center almost of the state. A very eclectic place, uh, very touristy, as I've mentioned. Uh, The town of Sedona, which is very near, and that's a very, very up 
scale, real nice. Jenny, you had been there before with your family, but beautiful. Super high class. Yeah, Yeah, real nice scenic with the red rocks. My dad had said Mm -hmm. they're the most photographed rocks in the world. Like more photographers go there to Mm -hmm. do what you know, their thing because of how picturesque it is. So, I mean, you got a lot of that kind of money going there, but you got people that are maybe, well, you know, the ghost stuff is very popular. So you've got people, I mean, when we were there, we saw people with families. I mean, you're not talking about, I mean, at night, I'm sure it gets a little different. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But during the day, it's, you know, pretty family-friendly stuff, you know, nothing too crazy. I think it's crazy. All the mining was so huge there and uh, all the... Crazy, all the deaths and everything, but if it's also like basically, like you said, in the middle of the fucking state, yeah, like, yeah, come here to die, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so my parents said that the Airbnbs are killing Sedona because a lot of people are doing those now, and they're buying properties and then just renting them out like right. that. So there's nobody like living there. There's just transients. So, like, my dad was saying, like, the, the, the kids' sports teams, you can't, there's nobody to play because there's nobody that lives there. They're right. all, like, hotels. Like, <laughs> every house is a hotel. Yeah, I mean, there's so few people that room. live there, like, legitimately, that aren't already retired. Like, most of the people that do live there are retired. Right. If you're there with kids, you're there to, like, visit for the weekend and you're gone, you know. So, very, very strange makeup. But because of it, there's a ton of traffic and... A lot of the people that are from the area are really upset over it. So it's been quite the quite the mess. But the, it is very, very beautiful. Definitely worth taking a look at if you're into that scenic stuff and hiking. Anything like that would be huge. Um, so just to get to Jerome is a wild trip. I mentioned the winding friggin' road to get up to it. Like it's up like the mountain and shit. Like one of those, you know, the uh, was it the Flintstones where they're going up to the castle, like the winding? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that, dude. <laughs> Scooby Doo like getting that. up to the castle yeah. and shit. It's yeah. like that, it's fucking crazy, like that. Um, and so it's a beautiful view, but they call it the Cleopatra Hill which overlooks the Verde Valley, uh, which is in Yavapai County, Arizona. A very gorgeous view on a nice day. We were very lucky, Jenny. We had the great mm-hmm. weather. Yeah, beautiful weather. Yeah, I mean, February here, you know, can be pretty gnarly, but we were in, you know, 50s, 60 degrees. Yeah, was it like that, like that, I thought? It was, it was really nice. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. The one odd day we had was the day we were in Phoenix, it rained. <laughs> rained all like day. all day. All day. And in Phoenix, it rains for like five minutes and then it's over. Right, right yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it was all literally day. an all day. Or my sister was like, seriously? <laughs> this is happening now? right now? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty wild. But, uh, but it's beautiful, uh, Arizona as a whole. Um, we went up to the Grand Canyon and stuff and did the, you know, the, the railroad tour up there. It's just really oh, a cool amazing. trip. Amazing, amazing time. But Jerome is about 5,000 feet above sea level. And back in the 1920s, when the copper mines were in their heyday, there were more than 10,000. I think there was like 15,000 people living in Jerome. So it was pretty happening. That's too um, many people to be that high above sea level. Said, You're sucking uh, up all the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that in like, I mean, it's, it wasn't a fucking terribly long time ago, like 1930s, 1940s or whatever, that its population had got up to 15,000. And that it was the fourth largest city in Arizona yeah. at that time. And I, was I like, thought that was funny, too. I was like, that's pretty, you know, I, but there ain't really nothing else. No, there really, really isn't. There really isn't. Until Phoenix, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, it is a lot of small towns. But, yeah, so now there's, you know, like we were saying, around 400 people. So, you know, give or take a few. So um, now, Jenny, well, now, we, is that I saw a picture when I was looking at shit. Was that like a real? Is it there? Like has the population when it started oh, and then it goes down to ghost town? Ghost or whatever? town. I didn't see that sign. It's the picture we no. posted it on. I posted it on the Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. I kept seeing it, though. I didn't see that sign out. There's so many different yeah, ways. It doesn't you mean it wasn't there. Just yeah, you didn't happen did, to see it. I, I thought that sign it. was pretty cool, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Huge population, small, small ghost town. Right. <laughs> now, Jenny, could you even imagine driving up to that or down in bad weather? No. I no, mean, absolutely not. No. Yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> it was treacherous. And then to get to the hotel, my mom, I think my mom said like it was a sharp turn, but like that doesn't. That doesn't explain, like, literally a three fucking 60 in the middle of the fucking street to get well, to this shit. It was just, yeah, I don't. It's, it's still, just, whatever. Yeah, 740. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Very, very to, get to, like, to get to this damn thing. Because it was like, yeah, you have to literally, like, almost jerk the wheel off the road to get to this place if you know where it's coming. That two cars cannot be on yeah. going at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. Pretty treacherous. Yeah. It's old, old <laughs> stuff that wasn't built for cars. or definitely not SUVs. Right. I mean, yep. or we were in an SUV. Big delivery trucks. Yeah, delivery yeah. trucks. Yeah. So we, we had an SUV that we rented, and it was it was a little treacherous. But anyway, it was really awesome. Uh, the town owes its fame to two large ore mines that were uh, formed nearly two billion years ago. And it was in the late 1800s when the uh, United Verde Mine and its uh, founder and owner, William A. Clark, his name's all over everything out there, started extracting copper, silver, gold, and other metals. Apparently, he was very wealthy in another part of Arizona. I think it was Arizona or somewhere. Maybe it was in another state. But whatever it was, he was wealthy coming in there. And right. this so just he, like fucking money blew fucking, up. Well, I mean, is that who Clarksville is named after? I believe and, so. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's the last train of Clarksville, man. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Different Clarksville. Uh, <laughs> so in its 77-year life, the United Verde Mine produced 33 million tons of copper, gold, silver, lead, and zinc ore, and employed over 800 men. Excuse me, because it was another mining company there running the other site. So there were two mines. Uh, going on here um the other company united verde extension so kind of the same name but a little different yeah it's uh run by james douglas so it was a different company oh it's a different i don't know but then again it could have been on paper and they were really just the same i just don't know you know um operated the second deposit um and together the two deposits were among the richest ever found uh, with all that wealth in the town, you know, obviously everything pops up. You got the support. Oh, it's a straight up boom town. Yeah, all straight of a sudden, town, like yeah. right now. And so it was just exploded, and you had a lot of the restaurants, the bars, prostitution, gambling, you know, every vice you could possibly imagine. Dude, and it was the, just crazy. The amount of copper coming out of there was just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like anything I saw, like... Mm-hmm millions of tons of copper every year or whatever just copper by itself oh yeah like, yeah not even counting the other stuff the copper was just out of control crazy yeah now joey it sounds like this would be a cool place for a grindcore 
Yeah. Show I'm thinking down I mean, in they, Jerome, uh, you know. They fragged the mountains for all the metal, so you got to bring some metal back to that. <laughs> there you go. Fuck yeah, bro. There you go. That would be so cool for a metal band to go. Yeah. I'm sure there there are places they play. But I mean, <laughs> even like honestly, it would be cool as fuck. Just like the backdrop that you were describing with the mountains and all that shit, just to oh, play yeah. like outside on a stage. Like, oh yeah, that would be cool. Be or even out. shoot a music video or something would be really cool. That, there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So another thing I didn't mention, I don't know if it's in the notes or not offhand, but uh, Maynard from Tool, oh, yeah, he yeah. lives there in Jerome, and he has a little uh, a winery and uh, uh, vineyards and and a business in downtown Jerome uh, that uh, they serve wine and, and different uh, food. And weird haircuts. And, yeah, and, <laughs> and all sorts of merchandise and things like that. So it's cool. I mean, he's supposed to be real business friendly and very supportive of the local people, so that's all good. Uh, the mines flourished with World Wars One and Two, uh, and I saw as, as the price of copper went up and down, so did the mines, because obviously if the price is down, they're not wanting as much. Right. So, you know, the guys are getting let go and then hired like, back. Hey, we don't need anybody to mine. We got plenty. We got back yeah. stock on copper, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the worst was in the 50s, though, when the town barely had 100 people there. Um, and it, you know, was the tourist attraction part of Jerome that really brought it back from obscurity. Because really up until the, like, 60s, like, there was, like, almost nobody there. Um you know, 9,000 people had died at the hospital. So you got this whole haunted thing now. And then all these bars and the brothels and all of that, you know, all the different deaths and violence and people hurt and so forth. All the stories that spawned from that sort of thing just really took hold. And in 1967, the town was named a National Historic Landmark, and that's when you started to see the art galleries. Right, now all of a sudden people... Coffee are... houses, yeah, it's more legit, right. you know, and people that are there are legitimate business people. We met a really nice lady that, oh, yeah. that was working the bar across the street from the Haunted the Hamburger. Wicked Apple, was, I think is what was it was what called. It was wicked called? Apple. I think so. Right? It was yeah. something with Wicked in the name, I mm -hmm. remember. But she was so nice. But she was, uh, her and the owner were part, or I don't know if they were married or boyfriend, girlfriend. But something, yeah. They were, you know, so anyway, she was there and she was really nice. So these people are really super cool, uh, the ones that we met um, there. So uh, definitely, you know, very, very uh, you know, interesting people, but they're, you know, they're legitimate business people is what I'm trying to say. Um, and there's tour buses. So this is, you know, family friendly type place. There were tons of them there. They have these bus tours or shuttles you could take around the town. It's not a big town, but at the hilly thing is really fucked up and you can't park in some places. You have to walk a lot. Yeah. And with my foot, you know, we were lucky that the haunted hamburger was right near the hotel. It was still a walk. We had to walk up this yeah. friggin' mountain to get back to the hotel. Well, the haunted hamburger is just right across the street from the yeah. hotel. Yeah, right across the street and like down. Like a, a 10 whole, story yeah, drop. something like that. Down, yeah. gradually down the hill. And with so this. So you're walking like, like a oh half a mile to get to a restaurant that's across yeah. the street. And then going back, going up it was like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. You know? well, with yeah. the elevation wow. and, yeah, you know, we I'm not up. in any kind of shape. So. <laughs> So yeah, you could do it the smart <laughs> way and actually take like the shuttle would probably be better. Uh, and we stayed at that G Jerome Grand, as I mentioned, uh, really cool uh, to see that valley 
from up there. And the owner, uh, which was a, a weird coincidence, Chris, my last name and his. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Almost exactly the same. Uh, his yeah. name was Larry Altier um, with an H in it, but it doesn't, he don't, they don't pronounce the H when they uh, say the name and no I at the end. So take the H away and add an I and our names are the same. A uh, very, very uh, unique, uh, weird coincidence. Uh, he was very, very nice. Uh, took us on a 90-minute tour of the hotel. It was actually my birthday, just as it worked out. Um, as I said, uh, you know, it used to be a hospital, and they claimed that over 9,000 people had died there when it was open for business. Which that's, is crazy. Man. That's like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder if they were collecting insurance. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, those, sure. Also, but also, Larry could... Larry, <laughs> contradicted that and yeah. thought that those numbers were pumped Inflated. up yeah but also wasn't that also like the third hospital that they had built there mm. yeah there was were it? there were other ones that they... one burned down i think right. where there was a big fire that took a lot of buildings I think out. they had like a couple that destroyed the town or almost all of it a oh couple yeah times yeah like, before they finally got everything there that could like you know fire safety yeah yeah, because it's far enough away. Another fire department. You're, you're not getting there in time. <laughs> you ain't getting shit. You're not going to get there in time. And you can't just get the water out of the lake right there. <laughs> <laughs> right. So a lot of, you know, interesting stuff there. And it does kind of remind me of The Shining, the hotel. It is really cool if you Google that Jerome Grand Hotel. Very amazing. Chris, was there something you were going to add to that? No. Huh? Oh, okay. I thought you had said no. something. Nope. Before. Okay. <laughs> um, now, Jenny, that was really cool to do the tour of the hotel. What did you think? I mean, just the whole, it very shining ish. The way the ho- the hallways with kind oh, of that yeah. pattern carpet, mm-hmm. and you just kind of you're thinking of the come play with yeah. us. You know, oh, yeah. you can't help but think that. You know, yeah. but neither of us had an experience. No, like nope, a ghostly nothing. experience right, right. or anything. Nothing. Not that either one of us expected to no we didn't but it was no. beautiful i mean the, oh, the yeah, hotel was, was really really nice it was beautiful our room was beautiful the view was amazing yeah and larry Everything took us and great. showed us the the where there were a couple of interesting incidents that oh have gosh, happened yeah. which we're going to talk about here um here in a minute um but it was just you know really really cool history and uh, you know some macabre parts oh, of yeah. it but macabre yeah, yeah. larry was <laughs> you know very Some, you know stuff's bound to happen in it well sure especially yeah the building that it was. especially being a hospital mm-hmm. and the whole third floor i think was the tuberculosis yeah wing. i think that's, that's what yeah. i so you and had a lot of death activity right yeah the that's what floor. they claimed mm-hmm. yeah because we were on the second floor right? yeah. yeah yeah so now, one of the things that we got to do, guys, this was really cool. I didn't think it was that cool at the time. I mean, no. I knew it was cool, but the Otis yeah, the elevator. Otis, oldest one working in the United which is yeah. awesome, dude. And like yep. what uh, uh, some of the shit I was listening to, they're like, thing works like a champ. Like It does. Yeah, it's a badass elevator. Yeah, we rode it yeah. multiple times because it was just really cool, you know, to get to anywhere from the second floor. You had to do that or stairs. And again, with my right, foot. Right, right. So and it and was you said cool. It was like the one with the, like the sliding gate and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you put your room key. Well, yeah, how did it to work? get to the floors with the rooms, you had to have a key. Yeah, and you right. turn your key to the. I think to the floor you were going to something like that. Something like that. Wait, it, was it a legit key, not a key card? No, it was a legit key. It was a key. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was a key. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you could go to the floor, like the main floor and the restaurant and stuff, without a key. Yeah. But to get to the floors where the rooms were. 
Yeah, you had to have a key to get it, which is good. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Very, very, you know, for as old as it is, it's very, you know, safe and, mm-hmm. you know, tech savvy. They've got, you know, it's credit and debit and all that stuff. they got oh, a yeah. cool gift shop mm-hmm. with lots of neat things there. Pretty much everywhere around there in Arizona is um, what's the um, prickly pear? Oh, yeah, prickly, prickly pear, pear. Prickly pear everything. everything. <laughs> I believe. Candy fucking. Everywhere. Oh, my lollipops <laughs> and, and corn or uh, popcorn flavored with that. I mean, it's lemonade. just. Yeah, lemonade. <laughs> I mean, you name it, they oh, make they it in prickly it. pear. Yeah. It's crazy. So they're all about that there, but they, you know, had a lot it's of good. cool souvenirs. Yeah, it is really good. <laughs> right? Um, I mean, shit. So, yeah, it was just a very classy place. Um, and there's a couple of real mysterious deaths that happened at the hotel. And the one I wanted to mention that kind of also gave me the, the, the willies, when you think about it in the context of The Shining, was the place had stood vacant for a number of years after the hospital closed. And the owner hired a caretaker to take care of the place. And anybody that knows anything about horror and has seen The Shining before knows that's kind of a little similar right. to that story with this Jack's guy. Jack's fucking job. Staying at this hotel <laughs> while they're closed, you yeah. know, type thing. And he goes a little kooky. And so anyway, uh, this guy <laughs> apparently had a, a, a spouse that was ill and her family wasn't approving of him for, you know, apparently drank and again, yeah. that's another thing with The Shining. Um, right. And so um, they took her away, and he was distraught that his wife was gone. And I think they might have had a child as well gone. So he's just distraught, and so he hung himself uh, there. And so Larry took us to where that happened, which is which is creepy. And you think really exactly yeah like right underneath happened. the pipe like yeah. right yeah. there's where oh, it happened that's where he hung him. Oh, yeah okay. it was just it wasn't right. like he right meant to do it no. it was just that's where he was standing it was like oh, oh that's kind of wacky yeah. literally right there yeah and then the other one um which was really strange uh when larry's brother ran the hotel if you go on youtube and watch any of the ghost hunt stuff you'll see this there's a chalk outline of, you know, which is, of course, tape. But, you know, it's an right, outline right. that looks like a chalk outline. And it's a body laying by this elevator, the same elevator the we were talking about, the, the elevator shaft, with the head missing to give the the, the idea that the, the elevator took the his elevator. head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Which is brutal, of course. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of pictures of it in video. But it's not there anymore. We were right there where that was, and it's gone. Larry and his brother, I guess, disagree in that his brother seemed to be more prone to the the ghost side of the hotel, which totally legit, or Larry maybe not so much. So Larry's not about all that. So he said that it didn't happen that way. Um, he said the guy died, but that, you know, they did an autopsy and everything was there and the head yeah, was still he was attached. Yeah, decapitated. And, his head was yeah. There's just no floor there to put a chalk outline where his head was hanging I off, guess, basically. I guess. Yeah. Or they moved it a little closer to right, make it look like that. Right, just to make like it that. look super fucked you up. Know, who knows yeah. why, but it's a story, it's a legend, and this would have been in 1935. So the, the, the caretaker was 1980, and The Shining, the book came out in 77, and I thought the, 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 the suicide happened before the book, but it was actually the reverse. So... I wonder if he read that and got any uh, ideas, but very odd 
coincidence like my, of a this book sounds like my fucking life a right male now. caretaker <laughs> with his family with a drinking problem yeah. loses I'm it done with uh, this that shit. sounds like a book here so anyway um and there was another woman i read about um by the last name of guthrie that jumped uh to her death from the third floor uh no reason for the suicide is known in in the stuff i read and another man in a wheelchair fell from a balcony, and, and they also suspected a suicide with that one as well. So uh, I got about a five-minute clip of uh, the walkthrough that Jenny and I did with Larry, the owner of the Jerome Grand, and he talks about the two incidents I just referenced, the caretaker as and well the as the, the elevator incident. So check this out. Uh, let's see, I think in 1983, well, there's, there was two deaths. We gotta go back in the elevator room for the other one. Oh yeah. Uh, Hoffpower was a caretaker up here. He just he worked for Phelps Dodge, and they wanted him just to stay here um, because of uh, they were starting to have problems with kids getting in. And uh, anyway, he hung himself. So that's one of the spook stories you hear. Right. But it really happened. And I met the uh, chief of police at the time. Ron Ballator, and he actually walked in here, and he said he was so close to the ground, he said, I just started talking to him. Oh, wow. Thinking, you know, sure. and then noticed that things weren't right, and wow. he hung himself off that pipe, and he was right here. Oh, wow. That's where he was. Wow. So, interesting. Um, one of the main reasons that he was, uh, he was a heavy drinker and everybody, but he was well-liked, and uh, his wife... Uh, many years had had cancer and his wife's sisters came out and decided he was a bad influence on her wouldn't allow him to see her oh, wow. and that's uh, basically why why he was so you know down uh, actually the better one is in the other room if you want on the recall side sure as they were going through the sale at the time. So they wanted, they didn't want any loose ends. And they they had the inquest, which I believe was the same day. And of course it was considered accidental, so that solved the problem. And uh, when we got here, the I got to read the uh, inquest. I'm not sure if it's still here. This is my book, so. Reverse relay safety, and it requires um, three phase to run it. It's a high voltage, so it's 443 phase, and that it, uh, sometimes your phases will reverse. It can, you know they've been known to the, the phase will switch. No, they don't mean to do it, but it does happen. That would 
disable the elevator because then the elevator would think down was up and up is down. Oh, wow. And they didn't want that to happen. The secondary safety part about it is if you lost any of the three fuses, it would drop the elevator out of service. When I went through the inquest of what they, what, uh, Claude Harvey in 1935, uh, they were mentioning that he was laying here, his head was not crushed or anything. They found a scrape on his forehead and there was a small cut behind his ear. And the doctor was asked, you know, what was the cause of death? And he said, well, we assume a broken neck. Now they never took him up two floors to the x-ray room. They just assumed it was a broken neck. Wow. But when the first guy got here, the elevator was trying to move. Okay, and that's, we had gone through that. The, the safety switch there had been hot-wired. Uh. So that the elevator would run, if, if he dropped, it would try to run on the 220, or it would try to run even if the relays reversed. It had nothing to do with the elevator safety, it was just to protect the equipment. And uh, once we took the hot-wire out, and to, it, it's still there, it works perfect. In perfect work. There's no reason you would ever hotwire that. Yeah. You know. That's interesting because I did hear some or read something about some controversy of was it a murder and you know, I did see something with like a yes, like well, a chalk that, my, type out. My brother used to have a thing here, showed where the body was. Uh, and then if you drop the if you, the cage comes down, there's still room. Uh, you could turn your head and stick it between the wall and the the deal. His head wasn't chopped off and all this other stuff you Right. But but that was hot wired. Interesting. And it had to have been done before they closed it in nineteen fifty. I don't know. Very interesting hearing from somebody that's you know grew up there, you know, been Knows, in a family business since right, it opened. Known the history of it since he was a kid yeah. and everything. Yeah. Really cool. And Jenny, you know, he was very it was interesting because he's kind of a quiet guy, but then mm -hmm. as we walked more, he got much more talkative, he and did. it was a lot of yes. fun. Yes, he was. He got, was pretty funny by the yeah. end. He was yeah. cracking jokes and yeah, because I think it was, it was a, a little time. intimidating. You get this recorder, right. and like, he's not that kind of a guy. But dude. yeah, it was it was super cool. So again, thank you to Larry oh, and everybody yeah. there. Great. That was cool. Uh, so we had a great visit. Uh, didn't experience anything strange ourselves, but there is a guest book in the lobby where some of the guests have filled things out. Jenny, did you look at that at all? I kind of flipped through it. Did you? Yeah. There's a lot of them on the internet. You can look mm -hmm. at them if you're interested. And see what accounts people have written yeah, down. Yeah, what people say about it. Yeah, there's a lot of them that claim activity, but like Jenny was saying, it's mostly the third floor, which was, I think, where the tuberculosis wing was. Um, so you, um, you know, had a lot of deaths up there, I guess. I'm not sure, but it's supposed to be more active up there but uh, there were stories from all over the place in the building um, a lot of those paranormal investigative type shows have been there uh, so you can google this or youtube it and find all sorts of things on that if that interests you so uh, the owner larry believes that there's not much to it and would prefer to kind of distance himself from that kind of stuff mm -hmm. Um, but his brother maybe was more into it. Who knows? Whatever the case may be, super nice guy and a really cool, amazing place. Now, Joey, I originally thought 
you know, the caretaker, like I was yeah. saying, you know, had the had inspired the shining. It was the other way around. You know, maybe the caretaker got some ideas. You yeah, know? who you knows, know. right? Yeah, and especially in those times. I mean, Stephen King was so fucking big; everybody's reading them anywhere. Well, sure, you could get his books in Jerome, <laughs> probably. You know, or oh, wherever sure. he was at. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're holed up in this kind of old, creepy yeah. place, and you're reading a book like that, and you're kind of feeling down. Mm-hmm. Family's gone. But it is I funny mean, though, because you, you get a situation like that, and you hear something, and it's almost like. You've already visualized it in your head because you've, uh, you know, like it sounds so much like uh, the movie. Yeah, because you've kind of right. seen Either it already. One. So as soon yeah. as you're hearing it, that's like playing oh, in sure. your head exactly oh, like yeah. that. Oh, like, right. yeah. Right. Yeah, that's why, like I said, you walk down the hallways, and yeah. of course it wasn't the same pattern as The Shining, but it had a pattern to it. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, oh, my God, Danny, come play with it. <laughs> yeah. That kind of shit. You know, it's just creepy. And there's a lot of artwork. I mean, it's a very mm. interesting place. I mean, what was it like? The first time clock? Yeah, One of the, the first time, time the clock. The first time clocks, like punch clocks. Yeah. For, oh, like, like clocking into work. Yeah. 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 The first yeah. one ever made is Still there. works, yeah. too. That's I crazy. Think. crazy yeah, you yeah. could use it. it I hate those huge. things. That means it I got to just... be at work. <laughs> I mean, they were talking about that shit, like, you know, because it with all the the ore that was there and how it blew up so fast that for a second whenever it was like really a, a boom town like you were saying right getting a post office and getting yeah, electricity had, and like oh, all yeah. that shit like as, as just as quick as the modern cities were getting for a second oh right? sure yeah it had to happen fast yeah. oh yeah yeah and you know to get to it you know get it up to jerome would be a challenge in those times that's for sure so anyway uh another place that is um you know, very popular up there. The Haunted Hamburger, we mentioned it. You know, we ate lunch there the first day. Uh, very popular, was huge, busy. Um, it was like 2 o'clock, Jenny, we Something were there. Something like that. Not and what you'd consider lunchtime. No, and we had to get on a waiting list. It took about an hour, just under an hour. Something like that. But it was just enough time we walked across the street to that bar mm-hmm. and had a drink and just sat in there and talked to that lady. It was super nice. A couple and then, drinks. Yeah, a couple <laughs> drinks. And like, then we got a drinks. we got a text that said, "Okay, your table's ready." And we went and ate. But uh, you know, it's a burger place. Nothing really special. Yeah. But there's a lot of history. And Joey, you were talking about that, uh, which you saw. Yeah. On uh, on where well, Chris, you were talking about what you were listening to. I should say about the handprints on the on inside. the inside of the glass the next day after they had closed up. Yeah, yeah like and, a little kid. Yeah, there was uh, and there was the other one. People say they see a fucking like ghost cat. Oh yeah, like wandering around. And there's like no cats. Like they don't have any uh, record of anyone there having a cat. Oh wow. And uh, also there was the lady in the white dress or whatever that people kept saying they saw. Oh okay. Like all over the place and it's pretty huh. messed up. The, like people kept seeing all these sightings apparently oh yeah i mean there's a lot of it it's not just a few people i mean this is a pretty you know pervasive throughout you know um a lot of people have claimed they've had these experiences um you know i thought it was an okay place nothing wrong with it it was just i didn't know if it was worth waiting an hour to get to it but you know it was cool at the cool name and everything we can say um, we went there. Yeah, we say we went there. <laughs> Bucket list. It's you know, it is a cool place. I would recommend checking it out, but it's it's not anything too over the top. Um, but uh, you know, when the mines were booming, there were more bars and brothels per square mile than anywhere in the U.S., which is why it got dubbed by the New York Sun the wickedest town in the West. So definitely, you know, pretty crazy stuff. 
one of the interesting sites in Jerome, Chris, is the Sliding Jail. Yeah, Definitely very interesting. Built out of concrete. Apparently, they attached it to a a wood and tin structure. Probably not <laughs> yeah, on a the good side idea. of a fucking mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the jail only had two cells and a little mechanical room. Chris, not a whole lot yeah, no, there. It's but it's like the size of the studio. <laughs> yeah. And it's concrete though, and it's attached right, to this yeah. little tin piece of shit. I mean, I'm sure as soon as the motherfucker Gee. is not drunk anymore, they let him out. Right. right. That's as long as you're staying in jail. Yeah. Over it's like there, Otis right? fucking yeah, shit exactly. there. Yeah. yeah they fucking. <laughs> So, yeah, so in the 1920s, with all the blasting that happened in the mines below, it changed the fault line, and the jail slowly slid down 225 feet to where it currently sits. I mean, and it's like on an incline. What I want... Well, some of the shows I've seen talking about it slides like an inch a year. Too. Oh, it could. I mean, they like, they've reinforced like it, it, but like it's an inch a year. Fucking. It's a pretty steep pitch That's, where it's still. I, I haven't didn't see any picture of that. I need to fucking. Why didn't I look that up? Because yeah, that oh, they're all over it. Yeah, it's like fenced in. You can't oh, like I'm get sure. at it. That'd be awesome if you could. But though. you could see it. I mean, it's it's no further from you know one end of this garage to the other. I mean, you're not that far right, from right. it. You know. So it's it's pretty cool, though, to see. And there's a plaque, and it explains it and stuff. But it's cool. Yeah, definitely check out some pictures. Um, now, Chris, did you ever do any time in a sliding, <laughs> sliding jail? jail? <laughs> <laughs> not, not in a sliding jail. One that was not fun, but... <laughs> well, I mean, not you, that it, Joey? Not any, that it's fun at sliding all. Jails? No, no sliding jails. Yeah, I don't think good. any jails would probably be too fun. No, <laughs> right, like I not said, not that, not that any of them were fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, so Jerome is definitely filled with weird stuff like that. The ghost stories are plentiful. Um, I picked up the book Haunted Jerome. It's got a lot of good stories of that sort of thing. Little spirits, tales, you know, of different places around the town. And with all the death in a small town like that, it's no wonder, you know, many people believe it is haunted. And, and maybe it is. I don't know. I'm skeptical. We've talked about this before, guys, when we went up to Shakers. I mean, it's such an amazing place. And, you know, whether you believe in that stuff or not, it's still interesting and it's still cool oh, yeah. and it's, it's very like historical. The stories behind it and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fucking so awesome. It's just a cool thing to, to be a part of. And so just, I feel the same way as I do about this. I respect it and it's cool. And I think some people are more perceptive to that sort of thing. I'm not one of those because I've been in so many of these places and I've never had anything. I should, you know, never say never, but I've never had anything happen to me. And maybe if I did, I'd believe it. But right now I'm very skeptical, but I, I still embrace it. And I think it's cool and very, very interesting. It's like so. uh, you go shakers. And even if you're not big into the, like the supernatural part of it, the fact that it was Capone's fucking. Oh, sure. Speakeasy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. and, and same as this Jerome place. Like mm -hmm. it's probably the shit that you don't know that happens. It's probably the craziest Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. Like if oh, those yeah. walls could talk mm -hmm. shit, you know, oh, because you sure. know it's been there forever. All kinds of crazy. And it was originally a hospital. Yeah. Fucking yeah. yeah. You know it ain't. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. So you know, um, you know, with the weird stuff like that, it's it's no wonder it's got such a you know reputation. Um, and you know, for a time when it was down to a hundred people, 
they uh, were having people coming in like Walking Dead, you know, like going through these houses and checking stuff out. And they said people left. Scavenging and left everything. Like, they just it's left like, and said, fuck it. It's like when the off. goddamn college kids leave for the fucking summer. They oh, just yeah. leave, leave fucking everything. Couches dude. and beds. Yeah, like, and whatever. Shit. I don't give a shit. Mom and dad paid for it. But they were right. talking like, they were saying like Jerome, you know, something I was reading about, uh, you said like whenever it became a historical district or whatever right. they claimed a historical spot and basically without that and the the ghost tourism the town would have been done oh yeah there wouldn't have been yeah. nothing else for it to be there so no because of those things they've allowed it to yeah. still be sustained mm-hmm. otherwise like you said all of a sudden pack up those last 300 people just gone overnight oh sure there's yeah. nothing there anymore. yeah because they just go to phoenix or somewhere else yeah. you know or yeah, somewhere all here together different make a living somehow we'll use the history of this town yeah for that which and, is and make awesome. it work yeah i think it's really cool um so you know you got a lot of a lot of stuff like that uh places like the haunted hamburger the spirit room that we talked about the jerome grand hotel um you know surrounded by this kind of stuff um and you know i'm like i said skeptical about it but it did save the town and i think it's a good thing uh, lots of the ghost stories kept the interest of those that liked the macabre and salacious stories of opium, whiskey, prostitution, gambling, violence. I mean, Sounds like a fucking party. Bro. Of, God damn. A lot of good stuff. Uh, many people turned up dead uh, throughout the sordid history, and some people believe that those dead still walked the town of Jerome. So, you know, very interesting. Um, now, Jenny, I know we didn't you know weren't blown away by the haunted hamburger but the asylum oh was amazing yeah Yeah. it was amazing do you know where this at the asylum comes from (laughs) yeah well it was actually the nurses it was actually the nurses quarters when it was a a hospital and they renovated it and made it a restaurant it is a separate entity than the hotel but they Mm -hmm. occupy the same building so it's it's really cool right but the food jenny was was awesome amazing it was just very it was just really fancy. Yeah, the I mean, waiter was like fancy, ridiculously. <laughs> yeah, I think I had my Amityville horror shirt on. Uh, I felt like a fucking idiot, you know. Yeah, my, uh, straight out of Sunnyvale. You did. T-shirt you on. Did. And they have they yeah. sell T-shirts that are like you know like straight out of Compton. And right, right. It was straight out of the asylum, and yeah. the girl actually asked me, "Is that one of our shirts?" I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, she was looking at like, "Oh, Trailer wow. Park Boys." <laughs> yeah, they were super cool there, but yeah, very very fancy. So certainly not a place you're going to go grab a burger and and leave because it's mm-hmm. it's expensive. But it was it was really nice, and it was. Like our honeymoon because we went there so close to the wedding, not yeah. by design, but it just worked honeymoon. out. It kind of worked out that way, so it was it was cool. Well, yeah, uh, since we wouldn't have been able to take one after the wedding. Well, yeah, so we had to, to do the pre-wedding was good, honeymoon. It was like we knew. Yeah, it was like we knew. <laughs> Boom. So imagine how many deaths and serious injuries were caused by mining in those days. I mean, oh, we've heard the horror stories, but. You know, there was no OSHA or MSHA, which is the Mine Safety Health Administration, uh, to protect these guys. There were many stories of horrible accidents involving men being crushed by boulders, carbon monoxide poisoning, electrocutions, cave-ins, and more. One of those books that you got has, like, a list of ways that people died. Oh, yeah. And and it's just, like, some ridiculous shit. Oh, I'm sure, dude buy a train uh logs from the train just like all kinds of shit. oh sure wow <laughs> yeah i mean when we did the uh 
the tour with Larry at the at the hotel, which of course was the hospital, he talked about the tuberculosis floor and how many cases, you know, uh, you know, how many lives were cl- claimed during all that. And as I noted earlier, they say at 9,000, he thinks that number's inflated, but whatever it was, there's a lot of death that happened, a lot of miserable injuries from these mining accidents, just really oh, brutal course. stuff. Yeah. Like black lung, all that shit. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I know it wasn't coal mining. I know stuff, it wasn't coal but mining, but still, you're getting all that good. dust yeah. in there. You're still yeah. sending canaries. Silicosis. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely still sending canaries. Yeah, and there's silicosis and different things you know people can get from the, you know that uh, type one of, of things I was dusty environment. Yeah, one of, yeah, silicosis. Yeah, but one of the things I was listening to as well, they were saying that. Uh, they didn't want to spend the money on uh, uh, the timbers to brace the walls up in the mines, too. So oh. that's how a lot of the cave Oh, wow. Happened. I didn't see because that. Because people didn't, like the owners of the companies or whatever, didn't want to spend the money on the timbers. Uh, oh, wow. So they just straight up, like, just fuck it, just fuck go it. in the fucking tunnel and <laughs> Made it more dangerous it. for everybody. Right. Wow, wow. That's, that's not good. Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff's unfortunate. You hear a lot of stories like that about uh, workplace injuries and illnesses and just all sorts of problems um, that people get. No, just leave it, huh? Uh, you know, in that type of situation. So uh, there were a lot of bordellos that operated in Jerome, as we mentioned. Bordello. Um, it was named the Tenderloin yeah, District. Movie. I right? thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, supposedly Wyatt Earp and Billy the Kid uh, were both in uh, the same bordello at the same time and almost had a shootout, which would have been interesting. That would have been fucking yeah. cool as shit. Um, the madams that ran the brothels were among the richest in the area, but with all that money came, of course, violence. And Pussy some of pays, these women were killed uh, by drug-addicted customers who were out of their minds with fucking opium and alcohol. <laughs> it's chasing that green dragon. Jerome accepted it and made them pay taxes taxes so as long as they're paying them they were yeah. cool to pay whatever right, so that was like the first vegas pretty much yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there are plenty of ghost stories that surround the bordello so you know whole side of it that you can explore with that and chris i'm thinking you might have been found hanging around in that tenderloin district i'm thinking yeah. i like me a nice tenderloin this is <laughs> fucking good dude <laughs> and everything that comes with it <laughs> So the Mile High Grill and Inn was actually under construction that day we were in Jerome. And this is supposedly another haunted location with a former madam of a bordello that occupied the building in the early 1900s where she was murdered. And her ghost is believed to still haunt the place. Uh, We were going to eat lunch there, actually, walk by it. But there was, you know, work trucks and they were doing that place was totally closed. Yeah, it's pretty small. It's a small place. It's it's like more like a like a little diner or something. Uh, the Connor Hotel and Spirit Room are also uh, very interesting. Tales of violent fights that started from, you know, lovers' quarrels to wives scorned by cheating husbands. Just all sorts of crazy shit. Just stories drunk like debauchery. That. That's very all much. it was. <laughs> One wife known to have thrown acid in the face of a school teacher involved with her husband. That was pretty brutal. I bet you she good had a good time. <laughs> Tripping balls up for, for days. <laughs> this happened in the bar. Um, so, yeah, dozens and dozens of stories like that. Plenty of paranormal experiences have happened in the Connor Hotel. And spirit room bar. So, Joey, it does seem odd that many of the haunted places we've talked about are drinking establishments. <laughs> why is that? I mean, you know why, right? 
Spirits. There you go. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But no, that is, I mean. It is funny. But, no. you know, you think about it. Drinking, you get all sorts of dumb shit. Yeah. No, yeah. Fights, motherfuckers get stupid. Killing each and other. Yeah, just stupid Not only shit. that, but people are getting fucking lit up and wasted. And they're fucking sitting there remembering lost ones or things like that. They so it's mad. already in your mind. Like, oh, yeah. You're, you're ruining, like somebody that might be dead so of course you might be oh i seen that motherfucker yeah. by the pool table the other day right yeah because you're all drunk and you think you yeah. saw it yeah so yeah. you never know yeah it's it's definitely uh um, i'm sure if there weren't so many deaths a lot more opium dens would have been considered haunted because those right. people saw <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> now there was a paranormal company that was near the haunted hamburger um that they take groups out and they do these tours at night and day and some of them are like, you know, just a, a van tour, and then some you actually get out and walk around and stuff. Uh, we checked it out. It was a little pricey, but, you know, neither of us are that into it, so we didn't want to pay for that. Uh, but it was cool. I mean, it was interesting, and it looked like they had a good business. I mean, mm-hmm. they were all over yeah. the place. Saw their flyers everywhere, yeah. and so that's cool. Um, so, if, yeah, if you're into that, go check them out. They're, like I said, kind of right across the street from the – Haunted Hamburger and next to that uh, Wicked, uh, Wicked Wicked City Ale or something like that. Something like that. It was something like that. Those tours were probably more aimed a little more uh, family friendly. Yeah, I'm probably. Sure. Than us going to the Cannibal City tour and oh, walking sure. around talking about Dahmer at gay bars. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, right. that's very much, I, I guarantee it's very much Yeah, that's not definitely like that. not family friendly. <laughs> so, so here's where he's ready to go get his dick, son. <laughs> and then he's going to kill the motherfucker. <laughs> and chop his dick off and, and put it in a jar. And fucking yeah. yeah. I got a whole... Don't need bookends. We've got all sorts of body we parts. we got skulls. we got rib bones. <laughs> I got a whole shrine in the back. <laughs> so Jerome is a very, very interesting town with a very unique history. I would definitely recommend checking it out if you're ever in Arizona. Um, it's really a nice go-between, like between like what we did, Phoenix, up through Sedona, which is very nice, and then into um, um, you know the northern part of the state where you get to like the Grand Canyon and stuff, which is really cool. Where we did the uh, in Williams, Arizona, you take the train up to the grand canyon which is real nice so it's you know there's tons of stuff like that to do and we went in february which is a great time to go because they offer a lot of discounts because that's not a big friend uh you know uh touristy yeah it's not a season season. yeah Yeah. so but to me and her Coming from here, it was oh, like yeah. perfect. Great. Here, it was like, oh, yeah, this in fucking the 50s, it was amazing. It was nice, you know. Good weather. I have to think about it because, uh, like, the Cubs spring training's out in Arizona. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure. So that would be that cool. That was like, just yeah. starting. Go they out just, to a game and then go see Jerome. Well, yeah, yeah, there were guys, when we were going down there, there were people, they were going to the, that was that. what yeah. they were there yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of it, yeah. Well, when my brother got married, they lived in Phoenix, and we used to, when we went down there for the wedding, it was during spring training, so we got to go to a game. That's awesome. That yeah, cool. and you could take uh, right out of Mesa or uh, Peoria. You can go Peoria to Mesa, direct flight. Huh. Yeah, And Mesa's, hours, you know, a couple a hour, you know, couple hours drive to get up to where, like, Jerome is and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. But you're close yeah. to Phoenix. I mean, you're yeah. not far, so, I mean, you rent a car and do what we did. It's pretty, pretty inexpensive, honestly. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely, you know, recommend checking it out. Um, you know, support the local shops, buy some cool stuff. There's tons of it. 
Jenny, anything to add to the uh, Jerome story that I no, that I missed? No, nope. I think you covered it. Okay, very good, Chris, Joey. Any uh, uh, parting shots on Jerome? I probably had something, but I forgot it the second I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys would definitely have fun there. Oh, I'm it's, sure I it's would. Wild. I bet it'd be like the big J in the woods. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I, I said, I came into this one like this was this was Pete's because you and Jen had gone right. and seen it, and this was a place I'd never even heard of, and so I started reading about it because of the podcast. Right. So I was like, no, this is Pete's. He's going to teach us about this one. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm ho- I hope uh, it was entertaining. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, the research I did a variety of ways. Of course, our trip in February that we've been talking about, um, the Jerome Historical Society, we did a tour there and got some different stuff from them. A few different articles I read, as well as a couple different YouTube videos you can watch. Uh, there's quite a bit out there if you really want to learn. Even the town's website is very informative, a lot of the backstory. Which actually, I'd never even thought about looking at the town's website. Yeah, it's like, all about this stuff. So you can find out everything I've talked about to much more depth by just going there, even if that's right. all you did. Uh, again, thanks to Larry Alter um, at the Jerome Grand Hotel for his time and his courtesy. Uh, it was very nice and a very, very beautiful hotel. Uh, next time we're going to feature, though, a very strange motherfucker, Chris. This, <laughs> this guy creeps me the fuck out, man. I don't know. Something about him with the cigarette and the just kind of freaky look to he's him. He's fucking and, Scottish, bro. <laughs> yeah. So the UK serial killer, Dennis Nilsson, definitely going to be an interesting one because he just died last year. I believe. I so, believe you're right. I believe you're right. So uh, he ended up on the list and uh, saw something on him not long ago. I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to move him up. So he's kind of like the U.K. Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, he didn't eat anybody, but he was chopping them up and putting them in the toilet. And Hanging out. Pretty fucked up. Dude, the whole toilet clogging thing. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck? God, he just damn, walks up. That like, poor oh. plumber, man. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Like, Jeez. so fucking bad, dude. The drains are plugged? You know? I wonder the why. The plumber's pulling out body parts. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the interview with the plumber. counseling after that. Yeah. Oh, my God, the plumber on the interviews is just talking about it. it's so fucking funny just listening to the plumber like legit it. like he talks about it it's pretty crazy um oh so God. 17 people he killed it's gonna be a good one number 99 next week we're getting awfully yeah. close chris oh, no, number we're 100 there. we're there we got it recorded we just that's need right the date. we actually did it but yeah you haven't heard it yet but it's a good one so thanks, Jenny, for sitting in with us and putting up with our stupidity. Well, thanks for Thank you, me. Jen. And, oh, yeah, thanks uh, for sitting in I'm with I'm sure us. we'll yeah. be back to Jerome need since to, uh, my parents so. live so close. Yeah. Also need to get you and Stacy in here to do that whole ma'am story that we originally talked about before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole goddamn funny. studio. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. That was a long time ago. So I can hear that music faintly in the background. I think it's probably CK. Yes, great metal motherfucker. Yeah, so great metal motherfucker. What are we going to do, get Chris? Metal on. Known the world over as the master of metal, the crusher of posers, and murder metal mayhem's knower of all things metal, hailing from Wild Man Street in Danbury, Connecticut, standing at six feet of brutal, punishing madness, weighing in at 220 pounds of poser pulverization. The one, the only, toughest bastard on the planet, 
Fuck yeah, I got the great metal motherfucker on there. What's up, CK? What's up, guys? What's going on, on metal motherfucker? Very <laughs> good. Much. Got Joey Gormonger still here with us, CK. He's here. He's not left the building. No, He's still week eight. He's here until the COVID-19 thing is, is, is done. I think look, he may be here for you know, COVID-27 <laughs> or something. If you got to be in quarantine, Cashman's probably got the best life about it. <laughs> I mean, I was actually, I, I was so fucking pissed off with these guys talking shit to me. I was going to leave and not, and not show up for this episode. The only reason I'm here is to hear D. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> well, very cool, CK. Well, we are definitely interested to hear what you got to say about DRI, a uh, band well, that I don't know much I'm, about it. First, I'm going to tease you about there, there's a little bit of tie in between DRI and something. Oh, in the yeah. What is oh, yeah, the yeah, deal yeah, with that? Yeah, yeah. What, what's what up is with that? that? There's a. What's your, what's the main piece you guys that 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 we have in the studio now? Oh, the fucking head. Oh, Spike. Spike. I got what's his it. name. <laughs> nice, nice. Spike Cassidy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. As, as I was saying it, I was coming clear because me and Joey were just talking about Spike. Yeah, literally. Yeah, literally. Well, yeah, just like, about but we didn't make that connection though. No, <laughs> did not. Did not. That's great. Well, that is funny. Yeah, we. He's like it's like a temporary name. We're not a hundred percent sold yeah, yeah, on it. But like, you know, it's ooh. just a name that works. I mean, it's spike driven. Now that I associate it with Spike Cassidy, now I'm a little more inclined. Right? There you go. To leave it alone. (laughs) To just keep calling it that. To just keep calling it that. If it comes up with a good name, though, we'll figure it out. And maybe it's like. uh, They're not all Dominus. Maybe it's like when Blue shows up at a random apartment. (laughs) Yeah. And it gets a new name. Dude, our our buddy's dog, like, just real quick, even though it's not too much mayhem. Oh, it's funny, though. Yeah, like, Chris fucking saw this dog on his fucking Facebook feed one day, and it's our buddy's dog, and he's like, holy shit, is this Mark's dog? So he fucking hits him up and, like, you know, tells him, and the guy's not that far away. Fucking ends up going over there, whatever. Long story short, he gets there, and the dog's not out there. He's like, where is this guy? And there was one guy standing out at this apartment complex. Fucking, so, so he walks up to him. He's like, "Oh, are you the?" Guy? He's like, "Yeah, I got the dog." They had brought it in the house. Like they had this dog for like fifteen minutes. Brought it in the house. They had fed it, and fucking renamed and it. renamed it. Oh wow! Is that like, fucking they weird? Gave it a new name. And the fucked up part too is like Blue has a collar on with fucking Mark's phone number and yeah. everything on it. Dude. They just like, said, "Fuck they just it, said, fuck it." Find and then posted keepers, on but... Facebook, "Hey, found this dog over here." Like, yeah. oh, I know who's fucking. It's just so fucked up. They like gave it a new name and everything. So like, weird. Wow, <laughs> that is weird. Well, CK, you got that as your intro into talking about your topic tonight. So, what are you going cool. to? Uh, what are you going to educate us on, buddy? Um, DRI, affectionately known as the Dirty Rotten Imbeciles. Fuck Hell yeah. yeah, dude! And we've talked about crossover, and I know we talked about like New York crossover as far as like Agnostic Front being the catalyst for that. DRI is pretty much the catalyst for the whole fucking scene. In my opinion, especially from the South too. Oh yeah, and and the funny thing is they they were from Houston. They formed in Houston, Texas, so they're a Texas band. 
they formed in 82. And uh, I'm not going to go through the band members. Another one where there's like fucking 20 band members that right. were in and out. But but basically, you know, the, the two main catalysts are Spike Cassidy and Kurt Brecht. And they've been together since the beginning. And never they've never broken up. Um, the, origi- the original drummer was actually Kurt Brecht's brother, Eric. Um, and the reason why they got the, the name Dirty Rotten Imbeciles is because they used to rehearse in Kurt and Eric's house. And they used to piss off um, their father. He used to get home from work. They would be jamming. And we would come in and he'd be like, what the hell are you doing? You're making all this noise, guys. yeah. Maybe pretty much, you know. These guys are nothing but dirty, rotten imbeciles. Nice. And actually, if you actually if you listen to dealing with it, the beginning of Madman, it's actually about about their father, and it actually takes a recording, I guess, from when they were rehearsing, where the father where the father's going off on him, huh. and yeah. you could actually hear. You can hear Kurt. He's got he's got such a frig when he talks. You hear he's got that that Texas dialect. Nice. Um, so it's kind of funny, but um. Like, oh, Daddy. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, like, I could get up. <laughs> but um, but um, they formed in '82, and quickly um recorded uh uh what was an EP seven inch called DRI. And it was limited to a thousand, thousand copies, and it's twenty-two songs in seventeen minutes or eighteen minutes. Ah, damn! And this is when wow. this is when the band was considered like the fastest band on earth because they they played so fast. Every song just quick as shit. It was it was just, you know, and I heard about them through um, because Dave Lombardo, like in the early days of Slayer. He's talking about these guys all the time. Yeah, he used to wear their shirts all the time. Yeah, and he used to be like how fast they're. But the the first seven inch you couldn't find because as soon as they did the thousand copies, it was gone. Like eventually they sold out quick as fuck. Yeah, it it was just, and I don't I don't know if I looked for it on eBay. I couldn't even find it on eBay. Really, I'm sure if you did, it wouldn't be cheap. No, no, I'd probably be like you know a couple hundred bucks at least. I got and the reissued. Uh, I got the uh, the cassette of Dirty Rotten Imbeciles, the first album or whatever, uh, and it's it's, it's still got the fucking like the hand stamped address to where you could write to them or whatever because they hadn't put it in the the, oh, cool. the booklet oh, really? or whatever. So they obviously did it after the fact or whatever. So yeah, I've always held on to That's that. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, that that was the re release. They re released it on twelve inch, um, eventually cassette. Like like you said, Joey. Um, and I actually, I searched for this fucking thing everywhere, and I finally found it in in this mall in Trumbull, Connecticut, um, where they had a record store that I kind of had imports, and I saw it, and I grabbed. I didn't give a shit how much it cost. I grabbed that. I'm fucking buying thing. this motherfucker. <laughs> this is mine. My name is yeah. CK for a reason. <laughs> and I bought it home. I put it on the turntable. I was like, oh my god, how do they play this fast? <laughs> And it's like just 18 minutes of just speed. And um, eventually they were uh, were signed by Metal Blade's 
new imprint, Death Records, which I believe we talked about before. Oh, yeah, the mentors. Quick question. Do you still own that album that you bought? Yes, I do. Yes, you do. All right. I figured you would. I just had to check. (laughs) Yes, I do. All right. (laughs) I don't play it. I have it um, in plastic. Um, I, I, I haven't played in years, but I have it. Right, but you have it. That's uh, what's awesome. I have it. It's, it's one of the few that I saved when um, I sold my original record collection in the 90s like an asshole because I thought vinyl was done. <laughs> At least um, you kept the Oz album, though, dude. Yeah, yeah. But before they before they put out the second album, they put out a 7-inch entitled Violent Pacification, which um, is a four-song 7-inch which again is just fucking pure fucking speed, and I actually still have that one. That's that's another one that I kept. God damn, dude. Um, and I think that seven inch is like worth like minimum like thirty forty bucks right now. I was gonna say that's probably worth a little bit of money at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah, but I won't get rid of it. Oh, I'm sure. And um, it's part of your so, estate. Yeah. <laughs> Something happens. Laura could sell and make probably have millions from all my shit oh dude just the fucking shoes man holy shit she could like go buy Reebok with the fucking money you got in fucking like shoes like the company oh, yeah. Reebok she walks in the door and says motherfucker get out of here this shit's mine so uh, in 85 they signed with Death Records which at the time you know they had the mentors the Google Dolls, believe it or not. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which, you know, Pete, you have a tie with those oh, guys. Oh, God, yeah, I do. Which at some point, you might want to discuss. That I might be know. a funny one, yeah. Yeah, yeah It was which on is, the same label the as time, the Goo Goo Dolls, yeah. Which, at the time, they were just a really bad punk band. They were really bad, but yeah. But they used to, like, play with, like, Cannibal right, Corpse. Yeah, well, they were from the, Buffalo, so, so that's why they were playing yeah, with Corpse. Yeah, the fucking yeah. cover of the Bleeding album yeah. by Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. Shakes. Thanks, fucking yeah, the they're all buddies, like, dude. Yeah. That's fucking weird. No, they're all cool. No, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. But eventually, they just came, they just turn into this. Yeah, radio yeah. sensation, yeah. John, man. Johnny Resnick just turned into a songwriter that you know for a while he couldn't miss. And, yeah, no, it was amazing. You know, I, I, nice guy too. I, have, I mean, I gotta say. Yeah, I have no, I have nothing against. I kind of like some of their shit, but on to DRI. Yes, sir. So they, so they released "Dealing with It" in '85, and that album. You kind of saw them going kind of towards a more metal side, but they still had the fucking speed. And dealing with it is one of those albums, a handful of albums, that if I, if I can't decide what to listen to, I can always throw that on no matter what mood I'm in. It's one of those albums. Right. And I actually just listened to it today, and it's still, it's still a great album. But you saw them kind of like... You know, turning turning more, more. There was a little bit more metal riffs to their stuff, a little bit more metal and crossover as far as the punk thing. The first EP was pure speed hardcore. Right. That was it. Um, shortly after that, they released what was considered a crossover masterpiece called Crossover. <laughs> Literally called crossover. <laughs> called crossover. They're like, oh, Venom, you, you know? do black metal? We're going to do crossover. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, 
but that uh that album kind of solidified them as you know to me the kings of crossover and when i say they they, they started to slow down a bit they're still faster than most bands they just slowed down from from what they used to sound like but they were still fucking fast no doubt about it sure and and they kept that speed element they still have that speed element to this day you know and quickly in 88 four of a kind they put out keeping the crossover theme and 89 which is probably my favorite DRI album which is Thrash Zone yeah that's like that the was, main, that's the biggest one that people know of I think yeah and that was the one to me that that was the crossover album where they mixed the metal and the, and the hardcore perfectly with the speed um that one had a little bit more breakdowns to it than than the other albums, and I mean, and and after '89, that's when you know the the tide of, of of music was changing. They their their contract with Metal Blade was up, and at that time, Metal Blade was like early '90s. They were signing some shit bands anyway, and um, they were. I mean, at that time. Metal Blade was kind of losing their identity. I think the only thing they had that was worth anything was Cannibal Corpse and Galactic Cowboys, and that was pretty much it at the time. So they signed with Rotten Records in 92, and Rotten Records has nothing to do with them. It's a separate label. A lot of people think it was their label, but it wasn't. It's just a label out of California. I always thought they owned it, too. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, at first, I thought they did, and I looked it up, and it's it's actually uh, a separate label huh. that they have nothing to do with financially. They just got signed to it, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Because after that, uh, I mean, well, besides them, where I first heard them after that was uh, Acid Bath was on Rotten Records. I was going to say Acid Bath was signed to them as well, yeah, their first album. Um, they put out Definition, and it still kept with the same style they though in the 90s 92 they didn't change their style for anybody they you're like you know we're gonna play a lot of people music. change yeah we're... yeah you know they 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 stayed true to what they were doing and in 95 was their last believe it or not full length was 95 where they really came out with full speed ahead um after that like in 95 they were still together and touring they just didn't put anything out and I believe it was 2006, Spike Cassidy um, found out he had colon cancer. Oh, yeah. And I, I like, you know, like other metal guys like James Murphy and, and Chuck Billy, you know, they had benefits for him right. for his medical care. Uh, he beat it. And ever since Full Speed Ahead in 95, they've been talking about a full length. That their songs written, their songs recorded, um, they're working on it, and they still do tours. Uh, actually, a couple years back, their their catalog was bought up by Beer City Records in Milwaukee. Oh, nice! There's a shocker. Uh-huh. Um, they reissued all their stuff on CD with bonus tracks from from the first album, the self-titled DRI DRI. To them, 
crossover because I think Four of a Kind and Thrashone are still owned by Metal Blade. But finally in 2018, they released a four-song EP with two new songs and two re-recorded songs. And they say they're coming out with a new album in 2020. See what happens with the way this year's going. Yeah, yeah who knows? Jesus. I, I, I don't think it'll be this year. Hopefully it'll be next year, but... God damn, it's 25 years. I'm looking forward to a full length by these guys. <laughs> I bet. I mean... Me too, but yeah, I, I mean, 25 years is a long fucking time, dude. Yeah, for sure, dude. Well, that was cool. But I, I mean, these guys are probably the biggest influence on crossover in all the scenes. New York, California, wherever. This is the band that started it, in my opinion. Yeah. I got to agree with you from hearing what you just said, dude. That's, uh, I didn't know a lot about them, so that's really cool. But um, like I said, if, if you want to start out with an album, get dealing with it. That is the the album to me that... That and Thrash Zone. Like I, Thrash Zone was the other one. Yeah, which is like kind of like right between them fully going crossover and, and their hardcore style. Right. Very cool. Well, you've got another Lost Classic for us tonight, CK. Who, uh, who are you going to talk about tonight? Trauma. Nice. Yeah. And, um, god damn, title went right out of my fucking Scratch mind. and Scream? Scratch and Scream. And if Trauma sounds familiar, that was the band that Cliff Burton... Right. With, he played with before, before he was in Metallica. Did sound That's right. fucking yeah. familiar, dude. Shit. So was he on that but, album, CK? No. Here, Here's the thing. With this album, I'll go through real quick the brief history of this album. This is recorded in 84, obviously after Cliff left Metallica. They signed with Shrapnel Records, and Shrapnel Records is... For trying to be signed to Shrapnel is weird, because Shrapnel is kind of like a a guitarist label. Um, you know, a band like... Any band. Richie Cotton Richie was signed to him. Racer X, Paul Gilbert's band was signed to him. No, the vir- all the guitar virtuosos were right, signed to... Right, okay. all that kind of shit. Right, to, to Shrapnel, and... They released that album in 84, and they kind of had an identity crisis because they weren't thrash. They weren't traditional metal. They had both elements. And when that album came out, it kind of got lost in the mix. I don't think it was promoted well at all. Hmm. And um, it was kind of forgotten about. It went out of print, and I believe like 2014, they reissued it on CD with bonus tracks from demos that Cliff did uh, before he left Trauma. Oh, cool. I think it's it's got three bonus it's got three bonus tracks with um songs from Cliff. And um it's really I really dig the album. I think it's a great album. You know, it's it's more of a new wave of British heavy metal sound in my, in my opinion. And it does have thrash elements. And it's got some catchy hooks. It's got some good. It's got some good tunes on it. That's it's cool. still available on CD. Um, I can't find it on any any um, you know, streaming platforms. Really, except for YouTube. Yeah. Okay, YouTube. All right. Which yeah, and I know Google so Play you, is going to become YouTube, or is like merging yeah. into YouTube because I've got a Google Play account, so that'll be interesting. I don't know when that switch is going to happen. Do you know, CK? 
I have no clue. I think I think it's going to be like a slow. Yeah, that's what they said. That's what they were saying. Very interesting. But well, cool. I I don't know. I I wouldn't mind checking it out. I don't think I've ever heard them before, so uh, I wouldn't mind. And, checking they're, and out. they're still around, actually. They just um, they put out a they reformed like in 2014. Put out an album 2015. Put out another on 2018. And the actual basis now is is um. What's his face? He used to be in um Testament. Oh. Um. Jeez, who the fuck am I? Oh, Greg Christian. Greg, yeah, Greg Christian. Who? Um, oh wow. Has has a beef with Testament. Yeah. I don't know why, but he's right now he's he's in trauma. Interesting. Okay. So well, check him cool. out. Yeah, the check CD's it out. available. All right. Now these guys were talking about something fucking crazy. CK, I don't know if you know about this, but <laughs> Joey, what's the deal <laughs> with this Death Angels I, drummer coming out of a coma? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I read that. Well, what's funny is I have the Same. fucking. <laughs> I've got it right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to read it. Seeing that. Yeah, go ahead, CK. So he went into a coma. Let's explain that in case somebody doesn't know what we're right. talking about. He went into a coma. He had the coronavirus. From doing right. the tour. They were on he, said, tour. He, said, he said he saw when he was, in, I guess, in the coma. Satan. They thought he was dying or something like that, and he thought he was in hell. Satan's a woman. <laughs> something like that. I'll, yeah, Joey, I'll read it. it. Yeah, I'll read it. Casper's going to quote this shit. He said, <laughs> I did have some outer body experiences. I went to hell and Satan was a woman and I was being punished for sloth. I was this giant, <laughs> obese, Jabba the Hutt type creature. I was vomiting blood and kept on vomiting blood until I had a heart attack, which is kind of weird because I had a heart failure during my coma, which he did. Um, then he continued to say, I remember rising up from hell and floating above my body, and once I got to heaven, it was horrifying there, too. It was like a Roman orgy, and the angels were scarier than the demons. It's like the best song lyrics <laughs> yeah. ever going on, I, dude. I shot back down to earth, and I was with some friends in a nightclub, and I didn't know why I was there. That's the last thing I remember until I woke up, and my first words to the nurse were, am I still in hell? And she just ignored it. <laughs> One last thing wow. he said is he was like, because they were asking him, because you know he was a satanist and practicing all that or whatever uh or that's like his strongest beliefs so they were asking him about that and he said uh i'm still gonna listen to satanic metal and i still love deicide and bands like that as far as for my personal life and my experience of what i went through i don't think satan's quite as cool as what i used to (laughs) right right right. (laughs) what's his name carol uh what uh Will Carroll, yeah, Will yeah. Carroll, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. I, I, wow. I, I think he's just fucking with people. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's possible. Dude, that's yeah, fucking you know, crazy. Like I was, I like, I was, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna read another quote after this, like, because I came across this other thing. Like, <laughs> people are blowing this shit way out of proportion. So he said, uh, to make things clear, I'm not some holy roller all of a sudden. I won't be attending church every Sunday. I won't be quoting scripture. I still like and have an interest in evil music, movies, and art and literature, but this experience quite frightening to the point where i truly believe in a higher power and he's got to figure out his own higher power which i mean going through that i don't know but sure. at the same time he's like i'm not gonna i didn't just like change like that motherfuckers right. that's funny <laughs> wow but no the whole I, I, the I, whole I, fucking his description of his thing yeah. when he was, is like insane i think he's, I think yeah. he's fucking with people I hope so. just to you know dude yeah. it's so awesome it is awesome <laughs> wow you know what else is awesome just, uh, though that's 666 six, six club? Isn't it, dude? 
I mean, if you're in that fucking club, man, that's yeah. an exclusive right there because you're getting shit. That's like a job of the hut creature right there. <laughs> shit, <laughs> you are stuck inside in this pandemic shit going down, or it's minimal, you know, slowly working itself back, but you're still bored. You can go to Patreon.com/slash Murder Mental Mayhem for only three bucks a month, get some bonus content, VIP access to the show, get everything early, ten percent off merch. And uh, I'm going to start uh, uploading those uh, bonus, uh, the interviews, the full interviews yeah. I've been doing are going to be Patreon, Patreon only. Yep. Yep. So uh, we want to thank the, the people that have already done that uh, for three bucks a month. So we'll link to that in the episode description. Also, we already recorded the 100th episode on Son of Sam. That's and right. And you'll be able to hear that a few days earlier, too. And yeah. That's a good one. Well, this the 100th episode was on well, Demonic, yeah, possession. Demonic Possession. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did it the, the same yeah, week. As, I know, dude. They're starting to run together. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, we're living in this corona life. <laughs> it's kind of like people ask, what, what day is it? Yeah. Yeah. Thursday. It's yeah. yesterday tomorrow. No, that is yeah. why. Yeah, we did them the same week. We though. did. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. crazy. That's what I was saying So earlier. that Holy episode, shit. you can hear that one a little earlier. The Demonic right. Possession. Yeah, we did them right. yesterday man. Well, actually, that 100th episode, the only thing that it was waiting on was my karaoke song because I had done one yet and so i finished that up this weekend so here uh, pretty soon i'll have the hundredth ready and Sweet. the patreon members will get to hear it early so all right well uh ck that new fucking uh creator album is absolutely fucking brutal man i they, love it they never failed to, di to disappoint no fucking london apocalypticon holy shit 17 songs totally killer just unbelievable always blown away i love the live creation album and this is another one just as good the quality is amazing the song choice is is fantastic 17 of them and if you get the physical copy you get the dvd with it yeah i figured so i no looked shit. on prime to see I if you it don't was have on that of course, I got it. That, was gonna do, that, that was actually going to be my review, my next review, oh, but nice. you guys fucked that. Oh, up. No, get on it. Sorry about that, CK. <laughs> no, I, 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 I got other things. I got I got plenty of shit to <laughs> just Now, Joey, how's your uh, new album doing, man? How's the Goremonger? Uh, pretty good, actually. Uh, shipping orders out all over the place. Awesome. Uh, it's so. Cr I got mine. Yes, CK has his. Um, with the corona and shit, like it's definitely backed up the Shipping mail system and all it. that. And like, yeah. man, I had a ton of shit going. Like, I got mine pretty quick. To yeah, tell you, you truth. did. There were a few people that got them, but I mean, even like incoming to me, I've got stuff coming to me that's like, oh, it's taking forever. I'm just forever, watching man. it in the fucking, you know, the tracking thing, like yeah. go all around the country. Like, what the fuck yeah. is happening right but, now? Or I mean, stays like, in the same place right. for like three days. And I know how it is, but you know, anyway. So you know, people are ordering it. That's really cool. And also. uh this week I started putting all my digital full-length albums on YouTube, which is something I'd always want to do because people are just fucking always just chilling and listening to YouTube. Right. And I've never had my full albums on there. and uh, They are on there now. Yeah, and it was like... Awesome. It was kind of like just like a generational thing where I just felt like I was sold. I'm like, how the fuck do I do this? And like, so, you know, I posted a thread about it and somebody just fucking hit me and like, whatever they said just clicked to me. I was like, uh, okay, let me try it. And sense. then all of a sudden, yeah. boom, now I've got fucking, you know, like 20 of them up this week or whatever. That's right? awesome. We've just been chilling out watching movies, cash and just be loading up fucking shit. Yeah. It's fucking That's nice. So anyway, cool, go to YouTube, uh, check out Goremonger. If your shit's on kid-friendly shit, you're not going to find it. Because <laughs> it's not going to pop up because right. it's not for kids. But, right. you know, 
uh, you can listen to the new albums fucking brutal dude i appreciate that i have gotten a lot of good words on that album so awesome dude awesome very very cool that fucking custom artwork that he does on his own album, dude yeah what about that what do you think about that fucking album cover ck that's fucking sick dude holy shit is sick how awesome is that artwork though god damn and all his artwork is sick shit. Yeah, it's great. I love it, dude. Yeah, very, very cool stuff, Joey. So awesome. Awesome that it's doing well and, yeah. and good to hear everybody's, you know, digging on it. So I know it can be tough with a new album and getting reviews. Yeah. And sometimes well, the reviews suck. Because, you know? Well, and I don't, I mean, I, even the bad reviews, I'll post them up and let people read them because I think they're funny. Yeah. Uh, I've been torn apart before, but the, the hardest thing really this is like one of the first full lengths I released where I didn't have like some shows lined up kind right. of around trying to it. help promote it and it, shit. Right. And that's where yeah. I get rid of a lot more of my shit usually is at the shows and right. now we don't have that option. But we are doing uh next month or in what was it, July? July. I think it's July. We're going over to Iowa and right. playing at Bill D- or uh, Bill Nye's house. Oh, cool. We're doing a show, so that's technically like my next show. And we're gonna have like just the you know, us, me, and uh, Trash Dig. No, it's June. Bill Nye. Because July, yeah. you guys are going to be and in Carolina. Jesse's coming from Ohio. Awesome. To butt chug for us. Yeah, nice. yeah. So it's <laughs> going to be a fun time. Oh, I'm sure. It so will. anyway, it, you know, it's we're starting to see a little bit of stuff open up a little bit. Um, that I got that show, and then in July, I'm going out to North Carolina uh, to Raleigh, which I've seen them opening up more stuff, too. So I'm fairly confident we'll be able to do it. Right, right. Very cool. Well... Anything uh, metal, CK, we haven't touched on here tonight? No, just I don't know if it's a fun, well, if it's a funny story, but I heard Brian May's having health issues from Queen. I did hear that, yeah. First you, first you ripped apart his ass. Ripped apart his ass? some gardening accident. Oh, that's yeah, going to suck. I guess you <laughs> literally ripped, ripped all the muscles in his ass. Oh, wow. Ugh. Ouch. Then, um... Then he just had a, a heart attack the other day. Oh, I did yeah, hear man. that, yeah. It's a terrible back Holy to back. shit. <laughs> yeah, wow. that fucking and, and he, really sucks. No, he's one of those guys. He goes, I thought I was healthy. I ride a bike every day. I exercise. Right. I have three clogged arteries. Right. Yeah, it happens. But, like, yeah. how do you... What kind of fucking gardening accident do you tear all your ass muscles <laughs> what the fuck i don't know supposedly, supposedly got he got up funny in a strange way which i could see because i've done shit like that and and as he did he ripped a gluteus muscle ah. in, his, in his ass and shredded it. i mean it's better than ripping uh, up your colon right yeah, like man. your younger brother chris <laughs> well, i mean usually that. when you're you know hanging out and you rip an ass that's a different kind of ripping ass yeah, not yeah. like literally ripping yeah. your ass no, like, no chris's brother, my bro- was, in my brother was in the hospital for a minute dude and she can't just just let you know he fucking they said he fucking tore his colon dude like what? That's right. It's happened to me. Right. I, yeah, I believe, believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. That, that, that not Michael. Like, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, like right after Dad had heart surgery. Oh dude. wow, really? Yeah. yeah. How did he do that? Fucking him and his wife do butt play. I guess <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah, yeah, you said no. They literally it up. He's about to get surgery. Get like a foot and a half of his intestines. But they told him a lot of it was because of his diet. Mine was ripped apart by by huge tumor. But yeah, yeah. Yours was right. Yours is way attacked. more intense. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, when when that when I knew when I when I when I when it perforated, 
Because I never felt a pain like that in my fucking entire oh, life. Oh, I believe you, oh, sir. I believe and, and I th- and I And I thought I pulled a muscle. So I went two more days not doing anything about it until that till that Monday when I when I went to the hospital and they admitted me and told my wife I had a one percent chance of living. Wow. Yeah, a one percent chance it, is not. I had one cool. percent chance to make it to surgery the next day, Damn. and they said at, <laughs> even during surgery, but I had one percent chance to make it after surgery. Wow, that's fucked. So so it was so fucking. Got a one percent chance to make it to surgery tomorrow. Well, motherfucker, take me to surgery. Now, <laughs> no, they had to drain all the shit. Yeah, I, they had to I, stick I know, a tube down my throat. Yeah, it was fucked. Oh boy, I mean, that that that's, that's another story to tell it another yeah, day. Yeah, it's dude, mayhem heard. style. So anyway, guys, we've done our fair share of metal here tonight. So yeah, CK, what do we need to do, my friend? Mayhem. <laughs> nice. <laughs> about that food truck taking Baltimore by storm, Matheny Barbecue and more. They've got the tastiest barbecue in town. I love their unique unique sandwich. Names like the crunchy Caucasian, the spicy Southern, or my favorite, the hungry human. Owner Joe Matheny says he puts a lot of love into every sandwich he sells. Only the freshest bodies. I mean... Meat. It's sold at Matheny Barbecue and more. Fighter truck on the corner of Bloody Rare Parkway and Cannibal Lane. Seven days a goddamn week. Wow. <laughs> Chris Shawback. Little uh, Joe Matheny Barbecue and Grill. Very nice. With DRI beneath the wheel before that. Fuck yeah. Oh, Got CK still on with us, and of course Joey Gormonger here as well. Yeah, so yeah. I, I know life's gonna fucking suck when you gotta go back to work, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be weird when things, if things, well, eventually they will. I mean, that back. seemed like a Captain Obvious statement. Right, right. Things are gonna suck when you have to go back to work. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I know because I gotta go to fucking yeah, work. Yeah, always just say go right. You better you gotta get Tuesdays <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, we'll see what happens. I mean, things might uh, even out after we come out of this. Yeah. My schedule might be more structured. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, uh, CK, you said you had a good uh, high school era uh, yeah. story for us, and I told the guys that uh, your story inspired my memory of this story that I'm going to tell from high school days. So we're both, we of course both went to Bethel High School in Bethel, Connecticut, and um, a couple years apart, but uh, I want to hear your story. I'm anxious to check this out. You said it was kind of gross, so. It, yeah. Part Parts of it is fucked up. I'll just leave it at that for now until you hear it. All right. But I, I totally forgot about this. I was at chemo last Wednesday, and it it fucking just came to me and I was like holy shit I totally <laughs> forgot about this so this is what it is we're I was in 10th grade so I think I'm, I'm like 16 
we're in homeroom, and I'm friends with this kid, and he just moved to Bethel right before school started. So he's and the he's, new kid? And, and, I, and, I, and I, I became friends with him. And right. We're in homeroom. And it, just to preface it, this kid was the kid who would do shit to fuck freak people out. Like take oh, yeah. gum from one, like take gum from under the desk and just start chewing it. Oh yeah, yeah, nasty shit, like shit. That. right? So he comes in. He comes in the homeroom. We're sitting there, and he squeezed his chin. I'm like what the fuck you do? He goes, I got a zit coming in. It fucking hurts. <laughs> oh god. I'm like, what are you doing? I go, why don't you give it a day and let it come to a head? He goes, no, I gotta get, I gotta get it now. Because it fucking hurts. Oh, God. So he squeezed, and I go, dude, you're just making it red. I go, just fucking leave it. <laughs> he walks out of the class, comes back in, and there's, like, me, another friend, and him. And he's got a safety pin that he got from one of the girls out in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> he just oh, stabbed no. it in someone's face. What? No. So I go, what are you doing? He goes, I'm going to fuck it. I go, dude, you're going to get a, no, I said, if you fucking put that thing in your, in your face, you're going to get an infection. <laughs> I go, I go, I'm just letting you know now. So in my mind at this time, I did my due diligence of trying to persuade him not <laughs> right, to do right. what I think he's going to do. So and then after that, it's like, fuck it, do it, dude. So if something <laughs> happens bad, I did what I had to do. Now I can watch a train wreck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... I thought he was just going to, you know, stab it and put... It's, it's like one of those pimples that are starting to form but aren't there yet. So it's like... Yeah. You could see it, but you can't. Right, right. So he take, undoes the safety pen, takes it, takes a fucking textbook, and starts pounding it into his fucking chin. Wait, what? Hold on. Uh. <laughs> Wait, like, using his fucking book as a hammer? Yeah. That's like John Not Wick. Once. Uh. Not once. Yeah, that's great John Wick. He, t- he takes uh. out and does it like ten more fucking times. The fuck out of here, dude. Oh, my God. So so at this at this point, you, oh the, 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 the pin's bent and he can't use it anymore. Probably like 10, it just bent off his chin bone and shit. Ten, fifteen times. And you could see, like, blood just slowly start to, start uh, to seep out. That's fucking nasty. So, so he takes the textbook that he used, puts it in front of him. Oh, God. And he, start, and he starts to squeeze, and, like, nothing's happening. And he's uh, squeezing. He's like, you could see his squeezing, like, everything he has. He stops, uh, for, a mo- he stops for a minute. And all he hears is he goes... <laughs> squeezes and all you hear is like three or four pops like if you'd snap your finger oh uh. and you see like a machine gun of shit coming out of his chin oh my so he god had like a cyst on his chin That's nasty. Uh, wait, wait 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 he's like wait wait, wait. hold on <laughs> I'm actually changing my Dude, story to coincide with this one of one I forgot about. <laughs> that yeah, go so, ahead, keep going because so I, I got a good put, follow up to I, this. I thought he put the book so it wouldn't get the person in front of him with with whatever pops out. <laughs> now at this time, it, it's like all this pus and blood just <laughs> spurted out, <laughs> and it was like it was like yellow pus, and it stunk <laughs> like thick uh, and fucking nasty. Yeah. It's gross, man. <laughs> so he takes his finger. 
on the textbook, takes the pus and blood off, and puts it in his mouth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dude. yeah. Oh, that dude's hardcore. Dude. Like, That's what nasty, I'm like, man. dude, what are you doing? Uh, he goes, he goes, it's nothing. I go, okay. <laughs> wow. Shit. wow. So he finally gets it to stop bleeding. And I got, I got, this is like comb room. So we got the end of the day. And I had, I think, like either the last period or second to last period, I had another class with him. And I see him, and his chin is like beet red. Oh, oh sure. I bet. It's All like, he's looking like fucking Jim Carrey in the mask and shit. <laughs> and, his, and, and his swelling is like going up to his chin. Oh, my God. And going God. up to his, his like cheek. Oh, shit. And, and he goes, he goes, I can't fucking talk. I go, yeah. He goes, I'm in so much pain, I can't even touch this fucking thing. And I fucking told you not to do it. Oh, my it. God. What an idiot. Wow. So, so the next day I come to school and he's not there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. So the next day he comes in, he's got a bandage around half his face. <laughs> <laughs> Looking wow. like the old cartoons where they got it wrapped yeah, around yeah. their head and shit. <laughs> he goes... I got home and it was so bad my mom had to take me to the emergency room. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus. I go, yeah. He goes, I guess it wasn't a pimple, it was becoming a cyst. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Wow. And when I told them what I did, they freaked out. They, they at least asked if you sterilized the freaking uh, safety no. finish. Nope, I didn't do of shit. Of course not. I just wow. bashed it in with a fucking book. Oh, uh, man. Well, so I've got. Go what turned into a cyst was now an infection, and he <laughs> yeah. had he had they had to cut it out. <laughs> oh man! It. Oh god damn! Give him Jesus. IVs, and I was like, "Well, you know, I did what my due diligence. I told you yeah, not to right. do it." Right, right. CK's not right. standing there like I yeah. told you, motherfucker. <laughs> Leave it alone. But if you wanted, if you, but if you wanted to do it, I'm going to watch a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah, I'm going to watch. Well, you know. Huh? Coming off of that story, I, I, I actually changing gears here to the story I'm going to tell is uh, is a kind of along the lines of the dumb drummer stories. Um, this is about Lenny, the dumb drummer, and he had a big fucking zit on his back, like a boil, like right. up by his shoulder blade, and it was so big that like it almost looked like a hump on his back. <laughs> And it was Did like, dude, Quasimodo? we're like, what the fuck? We were calling him Quasi and shit. And we'd go to touch it, and he'd be like, ah, ah, don't touch it. And we're like, dude, that's like really infected. Yeah. Like, it was gigantic. I mean, it was like the size of a grapefruit. It was fucking huge on his back. He's a pretty thin dude. So, I mean, it looked right, like right. weird. You it looked know? Like, like an extra head. So, anyway, a friend of ours, his dad was a doctor, and so he v agreed to do it for him. Like, like pro just, bono, yeah, like hey, hey like just here, to help let me out. take care of this. Fuck yeah! They did it in the office and everything, but they lanced this motherfucker, and it was like a the nastiest shit. Of pus. Just like cottage cheese looking. <laughs> it was disgusting. I didn't see this, but all I know is that after it was done. If he, I never saw it with his shirt off, but with a shirt right, on, yeah. it looked like a fucking cunt on his fucking back. <laughs> yeah. It was like a fucking divot in his fucking back. So he used to say he had a cunt on his back. Because all that straight fucking 
stretched out flesh it just came so in. It was so nasty. But my real story is this. There used to be this guy, I'm going to change his name to Kevin, um, that used to hang around with all of us in high school unwanted. He was a fucking pain in the ass, and nobody ever invited him to these parties. He'd just show up, you know. A hanger on. And we got a friend like that, too. Oh, <laughs> did you? <laughs> well, he just, yeah, he just wanted to be there. So whatever. He would show up to these parties. Well, one night he showed up and got really fucked up at my buddy's house and passed out drunk. Now, my buddy had a real big place. It was like a barn. It was like campfire outside. So you could have been right, on right. the property and not like have been spot. around this. Yeah, totally. So anyway, what they did, because I didn't, I wasn't with them. This is just a story I heard after they left and then when they got back. They took him, passed out, and put makeup and shit on him and took his clothes off and put this dude's uh, sister's dress on him. <laughs> his sister was a bigger girl. They put her fucking dress on him. Right. Totally fucking naked except for this dress, okay? <laughs> Threw him in the trunk of the fucking car and drove the fuck out to here, the fucking dude. Bronx <laughs> and tied his ass to the side of, the, of a fucking highway and left his ass there. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. It <laughs> took is, him a day and a half which to is fucking get home. 65 miles. Right? Yeah. Took him like a day and a half to That's get home. That's a straight up kidnapping shit, bro. <laughs> this dude had the worst fucking luck I've ever seen. Yeah. The worst fucking luck I've ever seen. Yeah. That. And then he was with a dude who was trying to kill himself driving and swerved <laughs> in front of a fucking semi and almost killed him. What so, the fuck? so he got tied up on the side of the highway in the Bronx. <laughs> wearing a dress. Yeah, wearing a wearing dress a just with makeup on. Yeah. Got fucking almost killed by a semi by this dude that was suicidal with him. <laughs> and then the third thing, I think I told the story about the dude with the street signs where they, they made him that convinced them to bring the street signs, yes, yes, street signs in <laughs> yeah, got, with his dad, and he got oh, busted. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole story yeah. was that this dude Kevin that I've been talking about got busted with the street sign, and he totally told the cops uh, about him. Right, right. So once they realized that they were busted, and that Kevin guy never got busted, <laughs> they called the fucking cops on his ass, yeah. so he went and got right, in trouble. Right, okay. So all in one, one or two months, our senior year, right at the end of the senior year. Those fucking three things happened as motherfucker. Dude, I could not even imagine being fucking passed out, Dude. thrown in a dress, tied up to yeah. the street in the Bronx. Yeah. I was what, like, what, what the fuck? What? Are you guys kidding what the me? Fuck? Yeah. Well, was he the one whose car got driven inside the school? Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. He had a car that you didn't need a key to start. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody used to take it to lunch and do shit with it and park it in different places. That's hilarious. And it was so small. I don't remember what kind of car it was. You could it drive like it into Fiat. the school. I, I think it was like a Fiat. Yeah, you could drive it into the school, and that's what they did. <laughs> Get the fuck yeah, out so, of So, like, three or four that. kids. I thought I told this. Story. So, <laughs> it's like three or four kids from my class were in the car and, like, drove right into the school and they're right all sitting the in the office. office they looked at like what the fuck this car drives right down the fucking hallway and what they were thinking was they were going to make a big square and then leave but the car couldn't make the, ah, the turn they got fucking stuck. so they just put the parking brake on and cranked the fucking stereo up and just fucking ran 
So then over the announced the speaker, they're Get like, the with the here. students that parked the car in the hallway by the music room, please report to the office immediately. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Of course, everybody busted him out. But the one dude that was like ran the whole show. Oh, my fuck. He dude. got he got accepted to the University of Honolulu. This dude was came from money. And he was real smart. Right, so he was right. going to be a lawyer. So his mom had money or dad or whatever had money. So he gets accepted to the University of Honolulu. So he doesn't give a fuck, you know. Like, I'm out this bitch anyway. So the, he had a letter in a frame over his bed from the principal to his mom that said, your son Steven has been expelled <laughs> from school for driving an automobile. I wish I would have had a copy of that letter because it's fucking, fucking priceless. awesome, Yeah, dude. he had it in a frame oh, over yeah. his bed. Uh, yeah. I he thought is me a, a skateboard down the hallway. He is a lawyer today. <laughs> And he still lives in Hawaii too. Yeah, I'll never forget. Great. I'll never forget coming out of, coming out of class and uh, seeing that. That was, <laughs> that yeah. was so fucking funny. All right, well, fuck yeah, man. Telling some high school stories always a good time. Guys, like you know, said, going back being, down memory lane. <laughs> in a dress, in makeup, tied in the street. Yeah, in pretty the, crazy. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bodily for fluids sure. are always nasty. So yeah, kind of a nice body conglomeration of weird stories Ugh. tonight. So. Coagulate. <laughs> well, we got a killer cage match to get to, guys. Um, we got a contest we do every week, little cage. We put together two killers with two objects, and we let our uh, listeners pick those random numbers. Chris, who do we got this week picking the numbers? Like I said, we have the homie Justin Morris. Fuck yeah, can't wait to have him in the studio with Hell us. Hell yeah. We uh, have... Yeah. Yes, uh, we have uh, Stephanie Anderson and we have Jordan Campaign. So thank you all for hanging out them numbers. Yeah. See what happens with yeah. this night in the round. Got a weird match tonight, Joe. We got the monster of a man, old Joe Matheny, Joe going Matheny. up against two, man. Uh, Fred West from uh, Over the Pond there. Yeah, the serial killers. We did Fred and Rosemary West. Yep, so UK House of Horrors. That's right. So he's just by himself, though, Chris. He's solo. Fuck yeah, dude. No no Rosemary. She's in prison. He's just like, I'm killing still. Right. <laughs> and Chris uh, or CK, we got uh, some objects to fight with here. Who's uh, What <laughs> objects do we get? Nice. Okay. Yeah, they're going to fight with an electric drill and a frozen bleeder of bottle of water. Plus, the variable in the ring is going to be two back Hey, that could get violent, man. I don't know. How nasty is it going to get, CK? What you got on this subject? <laughs> yeah, what do you think, CK? <laughs> okay. What I think is going to happen, Fred West is going to get fixated on the crack horse. So he's going to be fucking with them while these two crack horses are fighting with $10 bill. He's so Joe Matheny <laughs> is going to take the bottle of water, beat the shit out of out of Fred West. Wow! Fucking all three of them. Then um, cannibalize them, cook them, and eat them. Oh uh, yeah, you don't want none of that. I, I, I. <laughs> <laughs> now he's going to leave the crack wars. <laughs> word, word. There's also not a lot of <laughs> no, meat no, on them bones. That's, that's true. true. They're definitely pretty spindly. What do you dude. think, Joey, on this one? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty much the CK yeah, on yeah. this one. Like I got to say, Joe Matheny is going to be the winner. Um, I can't really see uh, Fred West beating him. Plus, I feel like he's going to be too distracted with the crackers. Now, I got a different take on this, guys. I'm thinking, you know, Fred West, pretty, you know, industrious guy, all about the sex trade. He's going to 
take the crack whores and he's going to pimp them out. Yep. And he's going to pimp them out on Matheny. And Matheny, he's going to be getting his fucking knob polished, and fucking Fred West going to shove the fucking drill up his ass. Oh, and I'll kill him. Oh, wait, on Matheny's ass? Yeah. <laughs> and then hit him See, over the head with the frozen pot, the frozen two liter. See, at first, <laughs> possibility. I thought I was one way. I thought the crack wars were going to win because a couple crack wars, they're fucking relentless. But. I think fucking Matheny and West fucking make a pact. Like, hey, oh, you bring wow. me bodies the, for my fucking oh. business. Or share the crack wars? Do each take one? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Hey, as long as fucking West can fucking bring him fucking meat for right. his fucking barbecue oh, okay. business. He's just like, hey, He's yeah, I don't care where live. it came from. Okay. Whatever. All I think right. Matheny and West... Right, right. Yeah, so like, hey, saying you got more fucking bottles of fucking frozen water to keep the bodies cold, the okay. drill, we can fucking rip their innards out, whatever, dude. Hey. I guarantee no matter who dies, they'll blame it on the corona. Though. Oh, they're going to blame it. <laughs> Probably. No matter, they can have a knife in their neck. That's corona. That's corona. right, dude. <laughs> All right, guys. We did plenty of good mayhem tonight, yeah, so dude. time to get that outro done. Yeah, some fucking air supply, man, going back a ways. <laughs> Is that the red or the white? All out of the love, man. I fucking love that shit. Fucking oh, Cannibal fuck. Corpse, Hammer Smash Face, Chris. We just uh, both ironically watched Ace Ventura. Yeah, like Cashman. Yeah, I watched him it like a week ago, up. yeah. Cashman, my brother Michael, showed up yesterday, and I was watching that shit. Yeah. And fucking Michael, when he got in, he looked at the TV, he's like, huh. I just watched that like two days ago, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I don't know what the prompted well, us yeah. to watch it. We just stumbled on it. Because it's on... fucking Ace Ventura, Well, of dude. course, like, it's the shit. shit. Well, and good. that whole scene and the fact that Jim Carrey uh, yeah. like, wanted, wanted them, them there. there. Yeah, like, no, I need Cannibal Corpse yeah, to be in this movie. It's fucking that's awesome. fucking badass, dude. It is. Well, he was, he was in, like, Death Metal. I don't know if he still is, but at that, that point he was in the Death Metal. Oh, yeah. yeah right. And I, I, know we've, death. I know we've yeah. talked about it before on the fucking thing. But when yeah, he, we did. When he was on Arsenio Hall doing yeah. the, talking about Napalm, Napalm Death. Death. Dude, like, Napalm Death. That shit was so fucking classic. Well, very good to have you, uh, CK and Joey, here again with us, of course. Um, very awesome. Uh, it was good to have Jenny's perspective on Jerome. Yeah, it was nice hanging out with Jenny tonight. Since she went with me uh, to check that place There's out. There's a lot of is, damn things we talk about that she's like, I'm not sitting in for that shit yeah, at all. Yeah. <laughs> she can only put up with so much. she got to listen to my dumbass all the time. Right, so. right. <laughs> Thanks again to Larry Alter uh, and the staff at the Jerome Grand Hotel. Such an amazing place. I'll link to their website in the episode description if you're interested. Uh, bumper music tonight, Cannibal Corpse, DRI, and Flotsam and Jetsam. So very, very kick-ass tonight. CK, your intro music by which band? Chrysix. Fuck Yeah. 
And our intro music for uh, the Murder Metal Mayhem, Chris, is by... No, motherfuckers, no! Very good. And I did not do your PMP intro tonight because I thought I'd give you a break. <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> I didn't know if it was starting to wear on your nerves a little bit. So it's, it's a little it. <laughs> elaborate, you know, but I, I had to. No, no. It's fine. Every yeah. now and again, it's cool, yeah, but every I, time, eh. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, every now and then, we'll bust it out. Just wait until the times I, you, I, when I get here and you look at me, you're like, yep, tonight's tonight. <laughs> all, all, I got, all I got one thing to say. Who knew? Who has two intros? Oh, fuck That's off. That's right, CK. <laughs> all right. Now, now, he's being, all right. now he wants us to be his <laughs> bitch cocky, again. Yeah. He's getting Two all minutes cocky. to CK <laughs> and Facebook Live <laughs> intro. I did for you, and you liked it, so that's good that you liked it. So. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> it's all fun. All right, well, go check out SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com for their incredible online catalog. We keep talking about Tony Campagnan, the amazing stuff he does, but if you've seen it on the table here, we are all about it. It's amazing. Ed Gein would have loved it. God damn it, dude. I really... I really like the like Spike. I want to take Spike to my house the weekend my girls are coming in oh, and just have it sitting there oh, my when God. they open up the door. Cause, oh my no, God. no, because you don't understand my daughters. They'll be like, oh my God, Dad, that's freaking awesome. Oh, Where did I'm you sure get that? I'm sure they would love it. Yeah, I'm sure they would love it. Yeah. Uh, well, go check out SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com and get one of those for yourself. Uh, thanks to all of you out there listening. We really support, uh, we appreciate that support. We continue to dominate. We talked about CK almost hitting 5,000 listens this last week. Pretty amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really it's awesome. awesome. So especially with everything going on, they say that po- the uh, podcast numbers are down, but ours are fucking going up. So that's awesome. Uh, we've got some good comments this time around. Uh, Chris, you want to read that first one, man? Yo, that crazy biatch. She says, uh, I love the killer kid matches. Those are, lace, are, are hilarious. How did you come up with that? And that was basically just like Pete pitched it to me one day. And I was yeah. like, I kind of heard something sort of like it, but not the same. We're going to make it our own. Right. We're going to. But yeah, Pete's idea was original. So it just, we have these thoughts sometimes. Hey, let's yeah. fucking try this, dude. Yeah, let's why not? You know, give it a fucking whirl. So yeah, I'm glad you like that. Uh, Joey, what about the next one, dude? Uh, Danny Harrison, 7907. Not 1,000% positive. I'm guessing that's our buddy Danny Harrison. I'm sure that's Dan, dude. Oh, I don't know. We got a friend uh, from up in Canada named Dan Harrison. Oh, nice. For real. He's came down like down here and hung out with us and, uh, and oh, had wow. a great time so i'm guessing it might be him so i anyhow. hope so if it is you dan hell yeah and if, if it's not, not you have a yeah, cool anyway. last name <laughs> so uh danny harrison 7907 commented hails from montreal my friends and i love this shit you guys fucking rock fuck yeah dude awesome and then uh ck what about that next one man sissy girl 78 comment i love the metal you guys play on the show do you ever play entire songs? No. No, we really have not that I could think no, of. The most entire song you will hear would be the karaoke. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But but for the metal stuff, no. We it's usually just, just play 30-minute yeah. clips. 30-minute um, clips? Yeah. Yeah, thirty minute clips. Thirty second. Thirty second clips. Thank you. You know what I'm super confused about? 
did you just post a comment from Chris? Because isn't that his screen name? Oh, sissy girl. You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. shit! That is the fucking year I was. We, you guys fucking suck. We, <laughs> we've never had anybody complain about us using clips, and we're playing mostly underground stuff. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Not really too worried about that. But I guess if we were really making money, it would be a different story. But I we're not worried about making money. money. I'm not just trying to take like, I mean, our podcasts are long enough the way it is. So like playing a complete yeah, song be a lot. would be a whole lot. So yeah. And that, some that, people might another, not dig that, it. That's another five minutes, six minutes. Exactly. Right. Depending and some on, people yeah. might not want to hear the whole song. That's the thing. You know, we so, don't yeah, know. It, it, that's why we use it as bumper music. It's like just yeah, a get you a taste. Go check it bumper. out. And we plug nice it, too. Nice transition from one segment to another. Right, right. All <laughs> right, very good. And then the last one, Chris? Uh, Harris kicks ass Oh, 880. 880. The Son of Sam episode was the best one you guys have done yet. I heard them all, but that one was the best. My second favorite was BTK, which BTK is fucking insane. Right. And uh, Fish. So, Horns High, don't fucking stop. So, awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Thank you. That's awesome, man. That's a cool comment. Those are uh, actually three of the episodes that we... Kind of actually, I fucking cherish all. Yeah, of them. they're good. I mean, those but, are yeah, those, those are some good are, ones. Those so three thank are you. Fucking really good. So uh, don't forget to check out MurderMetalMayhem.com to listen to all our episodes and the bonus content, and go check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Get Your Murder On and like us on Facebook. Join the Six 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 Club. That's right. That's right, Joey. Just got to go to patreoncom slash Mayhem. Three bucks a month. That's all you got to do. And then next week we're going to be doing episode ninety-nine. Holy shit! As we feature the fucked up UK killer, Dennis Bro, Nilsson. Are you singing ninety-nine Luff Balloons? Ninety-nine. Oh, <laughs> no, actually, I don't That's have one yet for that. They got a plumbing song, something with plumbing. You know, the plumbing's backed up. What the fuck? Oh wow, there's body parts. Oh, shit, Holy man. shit! Y'all ever thought you plugged up until like, you go don't arrest, even know? <laughs> go arrest that freak up on uh, the third floor or wherever the fucking right, floor he was. Fuck? Jesus Christ. So uh, I had to destroy another karaoke song this week inspired by those copper miners in Jerome. So crank this one the fuck up. And until next time, keep one foot in the gutter. And one hand on a pickaxe trying not to die in a cave collapse. Say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong. You load 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. sun didn't shine. I picked up a shovel and I walked to the mine. I loaded 16 tons of number nine coal and the straw boss said, well, bless my soul. You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. Fuck yeah. 
drizzling rain Fighting in trouble on my middle name I was raised in the cane Break by an old lion Can no high-toned woman make me walk the line? Load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe my soul to the company store If you see me coming better, step aside A lot of men did and a lot of men died One fist of iron, the other of steel The right one don't get you, then the left one will You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe my fucking soul To the company store Murder Middle Mayhem Fuck yeah! Mother! Mother! Man!